podcast crew were hauling up at 901 about to hit the airwaves. Ready for teleportation? Cool de- destinations and the explosive action you'll only find in Jumper? Well, rev up your world atlas or an earful of Jumper. The only podcast that dipped in ears to jump. Fans of cinema and sightseeing will find much like that is, if you're not some no good paladin like Roland Cox. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little quick trip to Rome, and we'll even have a, a second jumper. Just jump all over the place, jump, 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 and nothing's gonna happen. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Great Start, <laughs> You're Full of Jumper. Hello, welcome, welcome to the Earful Jumper. Oh, this, so is, sorry, this is uh, Earful Jumper episode five. Uh, we we're 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 in the middle of it. Things are happening. This is uh this is uh, a podcast. Uh, it's a radio show and a podcast about a movie, a little movie called Jumper. And that film, film movie, that cinema, that cinema, that bit of cinema is called Jumper. 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 Uh, I am highly caffeinated today. I am uh, one and a half cups in. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I could be two. Maybe I'll be two right now. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So we are going to discuss the fifth five minutes of the movie Jumper. We're going to do that for the next two hours. If you are familiar with the show, you will know that we discussed the fourth I'm five minutes. I'm now two cups uh, caffeinated. Wow. Okay. You'll, you'll know that last time we discussed the fourth five minutes of the movie Jumper. Yeah. So we're really just picking up where we left off. Let's just jump into it. Uh, let's let's uh, jump into it. A little yeah. key line pie. Key line pie. Where we try and capture the essence of these five minutes. Let's give you a little taste of what we might be seeing here. I wrote top secret on mine. You you just put an up arrow on yours. Yeah, I can um, I can change it if you want. But. So the, we pick a quote in these five minutes. If these match, then we get 100 point. No, we get one point. I think we need to make it. Raise the states. Uh, okay. Let's take. So let's make it 120 points. Okay, 120 points minus if we don't match. Well, uh, uh, bu- yeah, yes. And if we match, we get two points. Uh, let's let's double it four four points. Four okay, points. I think okay. we're gonna match today. I I'm very high confidence we're gonna match okay. today. I would say if we don't match, minus a thousand. Uh, okay, just as I once. think there's just no way we're not gonna match today. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. ready? Okay, three, three, two, two one. one. I, I hate, hate jumpers. jumpers. Hey, <laughs> a couple. There's a couple really good lines. That's a huge moon. A full four points. That's great. Woo! All right, we're we're great. What are we at? Like five points? I think that's an even one hundred. Wow! All yeah. right. Okay, so... It's a very um, momentous occasion. We got a lot to get through today, because it's a big five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and um, we're going to start uh, with the theme song. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Always remember to press the on button. It's, it's important. <laughs> you know, if you're going to speak, yeah, first one of the most important things you can do. One of the most important things before you speak is to press the on button. Also to breathe. 
Uh, so this is a section of the show we call News, Views, Screws, and Feuds. News, Views, Screws, Feuds. Uh, so uh, Views, I have none. Feuds, no. I mean, one's news adjacent to a feud. We'll put it in a feud section. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, uh, okay, Screws and News. Do we uh, mess what, anything what, up? What, what, I have a few screws. Oh, wow. Okay, let's go. Okay, one, I said last episode that the I believe the NBA season starts in November. I looked it up. It's actually mid-October. But, you know, more or less. Wow. Correct. Okay. I mean, it's right pretty bad, but okay. Well, it was mostly like, when could this be? So we thought it'd be November later, October later. Uh, someone's livid at you. Oh, uh, no. Episode one, uh, you said uh, that it's about jumping in the air. And you said, basically, in some sort of thing, you said there is air in water. And people said there is, you know, there's oxygen in water. There's no, not air in water. There's air in water. They they got, they, they. What are bubbles? They got angry it's with not you. air in water. Uh, p- people say it's no longer air. It's 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 you know different different things in the water. It's not air has to be whole air. No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, people are angry. At I you. don't know why people would be angry at me about that. Uh, okay. One screw we did uh, is that uh, our our spoiler alert person said he was eating a burger. You said on this thing said you said he was eating a burrito. Yeah. Uh, it turns out he was oh, eating a submarine sandwich. This was huge. We busted this one wide open. Maybe we'll get more into I think we need to get deep yeah. into this, yeah. Uh, I have a few pieces of news as well. Wow, uh, okay. N- news section one. We now have a jump count on the website. That's big. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and news How two- many jumps are we at? Uh, well, you look at it. Go to earfullove.com. Uh, uh, news two, Jimmy Buffett died. So this, yeah. this affects our plans for the provisional uh, cocktail sequel. Because we were talking about a whole uh, uh, Brian yes. Flanagan meets Jimmy Buffett oh, kind of crossover. Been, that would have been nice. So rewrite. Jump counter. I see it. Yeah. It's nice. It's great. All right, let's get into it. We have a huge update. Yeah, so this is uh, continued updates. Yeah, the update that's huge is uh, he was actually eating a Subway submarine sandwich on the Sphinx head. And we got that wrong. We uh, Yeah, so I had a feeling it was something. Was, uh, what's interesting is it a rapper. And you thought it was just made, made up the rapper. It's like, no, you would not make up a rapper. You would actually get a rapper. I guess. And I, I did a close-up of it, and I wasn't, I was kind of fooled, and you were the one who spotted it looks like it has a Subway like logo small. It does. It, it has something that looks very much like a Subway logo. And this is, to be clear, this is what he's eating on top of the Sphinx, apparently multiple times because we have the, the intro sequence where he's... Um, I don't think... He has no, no he food. Doesn't, there, he oh, is there cooler. no... I thought he had like a lunchbox with him. He has a cooler. But okay, we don't know what's open. in that cooler. Okay, We have all right. no idea what's in sure. that cooler. Sure. And then later we see him chomping down, just having a real fun, good old time chomping this down is, on this, this thing. This is his peak. Yep. This is this is as good as it gets. As good as it gets. And this and last time after the last show, we we got out of here and immediately went and got burritos. Look, look at that face. Look I, at, it's yeah. incredible. He's there chomping down on it. 
we got out of here. We got burritos yeah. immediately because yeah. we said we we need to be like uh, David Rice Jumper. So this is not just a screw on the air. This is a screw that continues to have a real impact in the world. Yeah, I mean uh, that burrito we, was what destroyed me. So we yeah, should have being a subway. Yep. So the thing about it, just to let you know, it looks like a Tex Mex logo. It does. It does. But you you zoom in, and I I, I looked at 2008 Subway. Ads. I saw a lot of Jared Fogel content. It was He's great. He's everywhere. Yeah, he was. He had, he, I found a great Flickr account of just like uh, Subway promotions. I with think I Jared found Fogel. that. But yeah, sure. that's what I said. I said oh, you did. oh, I did. Okay, yes. yeah. I said yeah. that's why I was pointing I, at well, you. Well, the audience can't see you point at me. So if you're yeah. giving me credit, well, I also you said me. you. Oh, I thought you said I. No, I said no. That's <laughs> common a common mistake. mistake. Uh, it turns out the logo is for the fresh toasted logo with a little fire behind it. Which, if which, you think 2008, the battleground of the toasted subs. I mean, 08 was like yeah. ground zero. Well, that was earlier, but ground zero for the toasted subs, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, this was like... It was like ground zero. It was like ground zero, but for toasted subs. Yeah, so I actually found ads which... Because I'll say this, as much as I would like it to be the case... There is not websites that document the history of different rappers for fast food restaurants. As much as maybe I should, what, I mean, be the change I want to see in the world. Yeah, you should create that. But why? I mean, there must be for some fast food restaurants people are obsessed with. You know, like um, you would think like so, like Chick Fil A or something. Yeah, you know? actually, those are the psychos who would do that. Yeah. Uh, not it's never the ones you want. Uh, but uh, yeah, I found out. Uh, you, you can see in one of the ads, fresh toasted with the little subway logo underneath. It is confirmed. Uh. It's yeah. So he's eating not only a sub sandwich but a fresh toasted one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, update two uh, in the feud category. Yeah. Okay. In the feud category. So you will remember we've been feuding for a long time with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Yes. Because they would not tell us if Greg Baker, member of their orchestra at the time, was in the movie Cocktail as a bouncer. We uh, followed up on this recently because a, a, a fan uh, led us to a tip to apparently Greg Baker's agents. We contacted Greg Baker's agents. Yeah. They responded yeah. quickly. Yeah. Record time. Yeah. And we've been going back and forth with them. Lots of conversation here. And um, what we got as of August 22nd, 2023, is a reply from Kathy. Yeah. And Kathy says, no no greeting, weirdly. It's just, just very matter of fact. She goes Good. right this into is, it. This is, I have no time to waste. Kathy says, here is the reply from Greg Baker. And yep. then she's got... An inline sheet. It looks like she kind of copy pasted from Gmail. It's sort of, I it's, don't want to see a paraphrase. <laughs> I want to see as close to us because it says Greg Baker to me, and then it's got a little down arrow, um, and it says Hi Kathy. This is Greg Baker's voice. So yeah, Hi Kathy should be much lower. Hi Kathy. Yeah, good. Hi Kathy. Yes. Is this a, is that a Greg Baker level? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I, we I don't feel like I'm listening to Porgy. What, I know Greg Baker. What, what do we know? What is he? A, he's a actually what, I don't. I Greg. Baker. I feel at one point we said what he is. He is a baritone. That's, okay. I was going to say he's that, and ba- I was like, oh, he's not, not a so basso sure. profundo. No. Okay, so we, we got to go baritone here. Yeah. Hi, Kathy. Okay. <laughs> Good. Hi, Kathy. Yes, that is me. The director saw me in Porgy and offered me a part in the film. We haven't spoken for a while. I hope you and your family are well. A lot's been... <laughs> A lot's been happening. I'm moving to Spain. <laughs> so it's mad here. There are a couple of things <laughs> that I would like to talk to you about. <laughs> when I get to Spain. <laughs> so that's a, it's two big pieces of news. <laughs> Good hearing from you. 
big hug, Greg. Bravo. <laughs> Ah, uh, so that's so a, fan, fancy, a, fi, fancy Bravo. Yeah, opera stars say big hugs. Big hug, big hug. Yeah, yeah. we say we say bra, bra, brave. I th- brave. Brave. I think I said brave, didn't I? Bravi so, was bravi. I said bravi. That's the yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we learned lots of very interesting things here. So, so Greg Baker was in cocktail confirmed. Yeah. We confirmed this. No is one it, else knows is this. this. Interesting we, enough to put an IMDb. Of course trivia. it is. Okay. And then and then cite I'll our. That. I'll figure that. Out. Cite this episode as the source. Yeah. I don't know if they do sourcing, but sure. Please source source it. Um, and so um, so we have original confirmed information no one else has. You heard it here first. Greg Baker, the opera singer, was in the movie Cocktail. I think it's interesting. The bouncer is a notable opera guy. Weird That's interesting. and interesting and yeah. something nobody knew. So, yeah. So, um, director saw him in, in Porgy and Bess, which, you know. That part's interesting trivia, too. That part's interesting. And then was like, you want to pardon my film? Great. Great. And then another exclusive. This one, we definitely, I mean, people could have guessed that first part. But we have an absolute exclusive on the news that Greg Baker is moving to Spain. (laughs) This is a big news for opera fans everywhere. Spaniards of all persuasions. Uh, Huge, huge break. Yeah. All right. Uh, And then we have, so then, um, then, (laughs) then. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, 6.02 a.m. This is 6.02 a.m., by the way. So this is, or I guess they're probably East Coast. So maybe that's not that early for them. No less than 23 minutes later. So pretty pretty hot on the heels of this. Oh. Just an idea was actual voice. That's Greg Baker. I thought I got pretty close. Yeah. Nice. The, the show right. before us was playing Old Man River just a few minutes ago. Old Man River. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, 20, 23 minutes later, very they're very on top of things, these agents. 23 minutes later, Janet chimes in. Actually, I'm not sure I read all this. Okay. Well, 23 minutes later, Janet chimes in and Janet says, thank you, Kathy. Very cool. <laughs> oh, yes, I did see that. That's great. Okay, this, so then, is, this is just a you can tell these are very positive relationships. Like yes. they, they 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 find joy in each other's and, professional and private lives. And they yeah, and, and and in yeah, Greg Baker's tremendous success over the yeah. years. Okay, I reply, thanks so much Kathy. We've been speculating about this for years since we first noticed it and it's been a bit of a running joke with our audience that the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, who we initially reached out to about it, had never gotten back to us with an answer. This is the perfect closure. This is the perfect closure to the question. Cheers, Alan. Well, so the reason I said that yeah. was because if they did look at our website, <laughs> I wanted to explain why the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra was mm. there. Because otherwise, they could think like, "Is there something weird going on here?" Like this, you know, are, are they these like Unabombers? Are they, yeah? Are they are they stalking Greg Baker? Yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, they they seem to obviously they they weren't very guarded here because we have now have information about Greg Baker moving to Spain, but. Regardless, I just wanted them to feel comfortable about what's going on, yeah. just in case they look at the website and see that, because that's a little yeah. weird if you don't know what's going on. I don't think so. I don't think it's anyway, Kathy then responds, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Greg has had an interesting journey. All the yeah. best, All Ka- the best, Kathy O. Perfect, Kathy O. The perfect closure, I would say. It's well, just, just well, fantastic. We're still feuding, though. 
Well, with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, we are, of course, still feuding. Yeah. But but this is the perfect closure on the Greg Baker situation. Okay. Can't imagine anything better. So glad we reached out to uh, Kathy and Janet. Thank and you, Kathy that, and Janet, for the help there. Thank you, Greg Baker, for the help by proxy. Thank you, uh, Roger Donaldson, for casting Greg Baker. Cra- casting Greg Baker, yep. Yeah. Um, Thank you, George Gershwin, for writing for Portrait Jim Best. Jim Best. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, just what a work and, and what a performance by Greg Baker yeah. that inspired the casting. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Who looks at Porgy, though, and is like, bouncer? <laughs> I will, like, it is weird, because he, he does almost nothing. Maybe, maybe you know, it's, you know, you need someone to play the role, but you, you think a casting director giving you kind of uh, the, the replacement level bouncer, you know, be fine, but that's, that's what real... That's a that's what a high class movie does go above and beyond. I guess. Well, I think it's more of the like under promise and over deliver. If you're an opera fan and <laughs> and you're like, oh, I want to kind of get in with the opera singers, and I'm a famous director. That's true. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna cast this maybe, guy in my movie. Maybe you get free tickets. Get free tickets. Yeah. Hang out with them backstage. You know. I mean, all yeah. It's it's a way I, you would certainly establish a relationship with I, an opera singer I if mean, you wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah. That sort of networking seems honestly maybe the the, the biggest real reason. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with that, uh, we put a lid on that and move to uh, uh, jump into spoilers. Jump into spoilers. All right, what do we got? So uh, where we left off, this is the summary that we have uh, we have of the movie Jumper. So these five minutes, what do we talk about? Roland introduces himself and inquires with him about the, him as David Rice Jumper. Uh, inquires with him about the bank robbery without opening the door. David told him that he needed to talk with the lawyer, but Roland stated that he's not under arrest, so David ordered him to leave his apartment as he was not under arrest. Meanwhile, David moves towards the door and tries to open it, but unfortunately he can't succeed. (laughs) His lack of familiarity with using it has put him at a disadvantage. (laughs) That's so true. Roland taunts him, revealing that he knows David's true identity. In a desperate attempt to escape, David tries to teleport, but Roland is prepared with an electric rod that he uses to push David into the ground, uh, to the ground, preventing him from using his powers. David feels the searing pain of the electric shocks as Roland pus- punishes him with a weapon. The wires and electric currents disrupt his ability to teleport, leaving him helpless and vulnerable. Roland's hatred for jumpers is palpable as he relentlessly questions David, demanding to know who is protecting him. Roland is on a fanatical mission to destroy jumpers, believing that only God should possess the power to be everywhere. However, David's mind races as he tries to come up with a plan to escape. Well, we get a lot of detail on this. This is great. And that that seemed a little bit out of scope. He was not talking about God at all in these five minutes. No, I know he's he's making connections between different parts of the film, but I know. (sighs) Despite the pain and limitations of his powers, David manages to break free of Roland's grip and teleports back to his childhood bedroom in a desperate attempt to find sanctuary. As David materializes in his old room, his father, who's been watching the news... Wait, then we don't get any detail on the room, on, like, him going into the secret room and stuff? Wow, weird. Okay, keep going. His father, who's been watching the news, is alerted to David's presence and rushes to the bedroom door, begging his son to stay. He reassures David that he can come home anytime he wants, pleading for him to stay safe. David doesn't utter a single word at that moment, but with a heavy heart, he collects his belongings... As his father forces the door open, David's resolve hardens. He knows he must go for the greater good. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. Okay. Despite his father's cries, he doesn't listen, stealing himself against the heart-wrenching scene before him. <laughs> With one last look, David teleports away, leaving his childhood home and his father behind. That, that was like four senses about literally a tenth of a second. Yeah. <laughs> and also, not really my read of that scene. Oh, no. We absolutely can get, we not. We can get into that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roland, still seething with des- determination, immediately contacts his headquarters, providing them with an update on his recent encounter with the jumper. He informs them that although David manages to escape, they have identified his jump sites, and he orders everyone to be on high alert, ready to capture him. Meanwhile, David's most peaceful life is in shambles, feeling lost and disconnected. He decides to seek solace in his past by visiting Millie. Okay, well, that's the next scene. But Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers from the spoilers. All right, that has been Jump Into Spoilers. Yep. All right. All right. Now we've got the sink. You're texting yeah. over there, though. Yeah, I'm getting another. I, I, I Remember last time we said we're supposed to say hi to my nephew? Oh, yeah. Uh, he really liked it. He was trying to talk back to us over the radio, which oh, doesn't no. understand the radio. But uh, my nephew, Rory, apparently is asking to talk to us again. So hello, Rory. Uh, this is that's not how radio works, and, but and completely derailing the show. Well, completely we're already derailing we're all way too late. But just, this is also a dead spot. But I just got a text, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, hope you're happy. Hope you're happy, Rory. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we we good. We good. We, good we are good. What, so let's let's talk about the sink. So uh, we are about to um sink sink, and that means synchronize synchronize, and that means watching the fifth five minutes of Jumper together. Yeah, which if you've Part of the global family of jumper fans, right? If you structured your jumper like we have, this will be jumper 4mp 4 Correct. Yes. And so what you're going to do is you're going to go go home. You're going to grab jumper 4mp 4 You're going to queue that up. You're going to loop it, lock it. I've I've a pause. It's great. Honestly, this really this is this is I, a good. My, mine's even better. Look at this. I've got I've got Roland. This is much better. I can see his entire more of his room. That's nice. But I've I don't got, know I've why got, we have different frames. I have. Uh, VLC. I'm in VLC. This is literally frame zero for me. It's frame zero for me too, but we've got Roland here. Wow. Oh, it's sweet. Well, I just did a little play. Oh, no, I think there's a. (laughs) Your player's trash. It's VLC. VLC's trash. MPV. MPV is where it's at. I was in the post office this morning and there was a VLC error message on the screen. Yeah, that's classic it's, VLC. It said, oops, VLC has crashed. I have never been in a government office where it says MPV has crashed. I'll let you know that much. Uh, um, all right. So um, the, uh, the what we're going to do is we're just going to get get aligned here and uh, li- watch these five minutes together. So Great. Okay, ready? Three, yeah, three two, two, one. one. That's real. Three, three two, two, one. Two, one, one go. go. Okay. We're going. We don't have any audio, but we're going. What kind of crook has it has a sink? Leaves a note. Lovely, is it? Okay, okay. So let's break down. Uh, this is I, uh, a little more tractable as far as scenes than last time. But okay, do you have a scene count? I, mean, you're not- uh, I don't count the scenes. Okay, well let me just. I, I, I think there's somewhere between five and six. Yeah, I, 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 there's some short scenes. Okay, so scene one, everything in the apartment is one scene. Yeah. It's very long. This it's is the a first long, half, long combat. Scene. I would call it two scenes. Honestly, I think there's pre-combat standoff, and then yeah. there's combat. So that's sure. sub scene one A, and then sub scene one the B. The minute it switches, the second, the millisecond it switches to handheld camera, we're yeah. in combat mode. Is it, it's, you know, they hired Paul Greengrass to do just that scene, sure, and you can't tell. 
anything that's going on. Everything is shot from someone's armpit. It's great. <laughs> Uh, so scene one is the apartment. Scene two, uh, we're back at Daddy's house. Yes. Uh, just you know, some father son time. It's great. Uh, scene three, we're like, there's a lot of back and forth. Is part of this? Sure. Uh, so we have a Roland update scene. Roland is giving it updates. Roland calls to, in to the, the paladin. The HQ. paladins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Then we get uh, we get more scenes in Ann Arbor. We get. This is something you probably call two sub-scenes. We get uh, David uh, Rice Jumper on top of Water Tower, and then in the street, we get two different takes. Yeah, and it's cool. It's nice. It's like a fall... fall... It's one continuous space, so I call it one scene. Yeah, okay. I might call it two things. Three, we're back in the Heidi room, and Roland Cox is is looking through photos. Sifting through David Rice Jumper's stuff. And then we get a small taste of... Uh, Millie's seesaw. Just a, yeah, just a quick swing and seesaw uh, shot. Yeah, and then we're and then we're done. Yeah, so I call that I call that six. I think six is good. Yeah. yeah. See, I guessed right with five to six. Now, do we do jump list right now? Um, we we can if you that's want. A quick, I don't know what the right time to do jump list. I we have we to have, do it. I think we have to discuss what happens first do, before do we, we do, get do, into. Do we do jump list at the end or we I do think jump we do list at the end? Or do you want to jump list for scenes and then have a running count and no. we add it up at the end? No, I want to... I wanted, so at I w- the very end of analysis, it's going to be jump list. Okay, yes. let's do it. Let's do it. We didn't do it last time. Let's do it this time. Okay, so let's get into it. I would like to talk about scene one uh, first. I am okay with that. Okay. So scene one, as as we... Uh, Roland Cox introduced himself last episode. Yeah, we already know who he is. He says, we've been looking for you for six years. Is that the correct number of years? Six years? Six Years. Uh, I don't know. Eight? Six? Eight years. Eight, eight Is that years right? we've been looking for you, yeah. Eight. See? He I'm, says... I remember things sometimes. He says, uh, my name's Roland. That's... Uh, and who are you? My name's Roland. What are you doing in my apartment? We'll get to that. Yep. Now we're here. Uh, he shows David uh, his his IOU notes from his the own background. notes. And the notes are I have so these are yeah the notes that he left behind in various places he's robbed. And as we he he is a bank robber he is yeah. he is and uh, he has highly a, illegal activity highly uh, the first note is written on actually I did not actually what? do a deep dive into these I was I was I find this unimportant but no it's extremely important because okay. the first note is written on. Is it stationary for that? No, hotel? it's a subway napkin. Oh, that's really good. Okay, I, I stand corrected. This is incredibly important. Uh, this is very important. The first note is written on a subway napkin. Uh, it does not have the Toasted Subs logo. It's just a stock uh, subway napkin. And it says, sorry, I'll pay you back someday. <laughs> so The weird thing about this is it has never gotten into in any depth or at all, but... They've been working on this case for eight years. He does multiple robberies, mm. uh, and there's there. He apparently is either the only jumper who robs banks, or he's the jumper who robs banks, but does it distinctively. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would assume a lot of jumpers. Do I don't do think this. there's that many jumpers out there. <laughs> I guess it's smooth sailing most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but like, what? What makes them? What makes them crack the case? Like, if you had to have a theory, what? How would they crack the case? You mean how? So how did he get to this point, Roland? Yeah. Um, because, like, honestly, David doesn't seem very. 
thoughtful or smart or careful. Right. But also it's his his methods are such that I mean, other than the notes, there's not he's not really leaving that much evidence behind. I mean, I guess there's all the footage and stuff. There's any, they could have caught him on CCTV or something. Yeah, but, if you catch him, like I, I suppose, if they, I think we've talked about, they probably don't have it inside, inside of the, the vault, vault itself, right? Which is, this is what I'm saying. His, his methods really don't leave that much behind. I, I mean, won't he leave you every time he jumps? There's like a bunch of. You know, wild business of wind and and no, stars. I know, but that's not uniquely identifying him. What I'm saying is, won't that like rip like some hair out of his scalp that will have DNA? Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I don't think they have his DNA on record. Well, you can work. I mean, you can. I guess this is pre because right now, if you have DNA for anybody, like if you just have loose DNA, they don't have to be in a record because you can just find their family tree. Sure. You know. Yeah. Easily now, I guess in 2008, that's not the case. Sure, but I still think DNA forensics gave you a lead, and obviously, this the, the Paladins are they, they are well very advanced. Yeah, 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 exactly. They probably had uh, Ancestry.com uh, technology back in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the fact that the notes, the fact that Roland is in possession of the notes, I think is supposed to imply that's the that is the primary way they've actually been able to trace him. Which kind of makes sense if he's using stuff he's found for notes I and mean, using a subway napkin or, you know, other, I mean, these are other things that it's not just like blank pieces of paper. Like he's writing notes on things. And so you could maybe use that of like, oh, no, it's like it's, a, from this hotel. It was stationary from this hotel. Said, he's very sloppy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say if nothing else, they have the technology to look at his handwriting, do advanced handwriting analysis sure. and discover everything of his personality. Sure. And once you know his personality, you know what kind of place would he live in? He probably live, probably live in Manhattan, probably in a penthouse. It looks yep. exactly like this. Yep. Uh, so uh, next time this goes through, do you want to do? Do you want to do all of scene one or yep. just the first half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah the whole fight. Okay. This uh, is gonna be- well, no, no. Sorry. Let's do up to the when the fight starts. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant by the first half. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant. Um. So okay. So the notes are subway napkin that says sorry, I'll pay you back someday. We have okay. another note, which is on a blank piece of paper, which just says, I owe you. Yeah. Then we have a third note, which is on, I forget actually what this one's on, but it says, I'll pay back 4300 and then it cuts off. So it might be 43000 might be 430000 might just be 4300 but it says, I'll pay back, and then it has a dollar amount. Might be $43 trillion. And so my question with these notes is, so he's promising that he's going to pay these people back, right? Yeah. Where's that money coming from? Investment. Well, that's that's the thing. So either it's coming from from future robberies, so he's paying back previous robberies with future ones. So basically, he's running a Ponzi scheme just via robberies. Yeah. <laughs> um, or he's he's taking that money, investing it, and then using the returns from that investment to pay back the the people he he robbed, but in the amount of money that he robbed, not in the amount of money that that money has appreciated. Yeah, potato, by. potato. Yeah, you know, that's yes. that, that is what high class investment is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's I, I mean, I, I suppose he is he's been working on uh, essentially laundering his entire life uh, to the point that he probably reinventing himself as a banker is probably not unreasonable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yep. Uh, I would. I and he is he's, he's a young man. He has many years to get his uh, to, to get in the world of finance. Uh, okay, so uh, offhand, there's a little bit about uh, Pageful to compare against. Do you want me to, to just read? Sure. 
Uh, but yeah, this is after he robbed it. Uh, this is the end of the first uh, the first uh, uh, the first section. For one brief second, I considered leaving a thank you note, perhaps even some spray painted graffiti, but decided against it. I imagine there would be enough excitement the next morning without that. I jumped. Hmm. So book book David. Wow. Thinks about it and says, "No, that'd be that'd be kind of stupid." Mm. Uh, movie David actually does it. Wow. Which is, is is it is it just a form of taunting? Because it is kind of you know. Do you need to spike the football? He just wants money. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, hmm. I also, think also it, he only robs a bank once in here, and wow. he's like racked with guilt. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's. I think it's a little. It probably started as something that was maybe more. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know. We don't really see movie David ever really have that much of a conscience. So, <laughs> or thinking very much either. He doesn't really think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we we're about to we're about to loop here. I guess. You get a little bit of scenes five and six. Here but... we go. This is Millie Millie seesaw. And here we go. In my apartment. Oh, we'll get to that. What kind of crook leaves a note? I, uh, I think I need to talk to my lawyers. Why? You're not under arrest. You mean you're not the... Police? Anybody can rob a bank. What I'd like to know is how you rob a bank without opening any doors. Come on. It's eyes flash. I'm sure you can think of something. Look, uh... You're not the police, and... Not under arrest. I think I'd like you to leave. You need some help with that? Been a while since you used a door, huh? Oh, I know who you are. And I know what you are. This conversation's over. This conversation's not over. All right, fight begins. The fight begins. Yep. David, uh, David Rice, is uh, he's forgotten how to use doors. Yeah, it's interesting. So I think <laughs> there's a distinction here between you've forgotten how to use your door, which yeah. maybe there is something weird about his apartment door. Well, it was recently breached. Right. Yeah, Brazil, I mean, I mean I'm unless sure... he got thrown through the window, well, it, Roland Roland Cox got yes. through the door, and he could have, like, just jammed it. He could have right. screwed up the door. Could have jammed it, could have locked it again, and, and David's not expecting that or whatever. But, I, I mean, I think it's reasonable to say David may not use his door. You know what? If I was smart, if I was Roland Cox, yeah. I would electrify the doorknob. Nice. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? He'd get shocked at the doorbell. That'd be very cool. Yeah, the doorknob. Very cool. Yeah. So I think it's it, it's uh, I think it's reasonable to say maybe he's not used to using his door because he always jumps to the elevator. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, you'd have to know a lot about his day to day life. Well, no, I think it's maybe reasonable. Maybe friends. In general, I think it is reasonable to assume that a jumper probably doesn't use the door to their their like direct residence. Maybe they like their hallways. Maybe. However, the notion that he hasn't used any doors <laughs> yeah. uh, is is I think an extreme stance Yeah, I, I think it's very likely that David has used many doors over the past eight years <laughs> he does not jump in front of normal people if he doesn't want to be seen well he does it. I mean like the bar for example he's yeah, jumping but, but all he, over the bar he's not really seen though he's kind of right. in a big crowd so, I mean, you, but right. if he's like going into for example 
you know, a supermarket. You know, he probably won't just jump into the aisle as much as oh, he I, probably... I bet he gets his food late at night. I bet if, late oh, at night, jump yeah. into the supermarket, grab all the food you want, leave. I just think that, like, if there's, like... I'm trying to think of an internal door. Like, you're in a, like you're at mm. the mall. Yep. You don't jump to each individual store. Mm. I don't think he goes to the mall, but I think... Yeah, I mean, I... I but what like, does he do? Yeah, I guess... I'm, yeah, what, so what sort of activity would he need to use an actual door for? We had a controversy last time about does he use the door at the surf shop. No, of course he doesn't. I think he might. He that, that's what that asterisk is there for. I, I'd say always so, vote... I, I'd say always chose the the floor for jump counts. So the the sort of a- the sort of instance I could imagine using a door in is like he let's say he's going to open a bank account yeah. for one of his many. Oh, that's a great in- internal door. You go into the lobby of a bank. Mm-hmm. In, I, mean, I would say honestly, if you are doing to a bank, you would get close to the bank, mm-hmm. probably a column outside. Yep. But in then a you corner, would you, you would walk in normally. Walk into the front door because you have to be seen. Yep. And then hey, do we you want to go talk to our 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 loans representative? Or whatever, yeah. and uh, and you go into their office, and then you jump into their office, <laughs> and, yeah, and then you just disappear, and then show up in their office. No, I'd, I'd say he'd walk into their office. Yeah, of course. If yeah. you're if you're interacting with other humans, yeah, non-jumper humans, yeah, and you are, and you need to have a continuous interaction with them, yeah. that spans doors, uh, then you you would you would use a door. You would not jump around. Doors are they are sometimes a social. Uh, Construct. Yep. Construct. I yes. think doors are entirely a social construct. Wow, that's that's deep. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there's no there's no doors in nature. That is absolutely true. Yeah, except for uh, some some ants like has, they do spit like make a big oh. wall door wow. and oh. they they eat it back up. Oh, yeah, okay. it's pretty cool. Instead of so that's how do they open and close it? Is they yeah, just exactly. eat it and spit it? Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool with a net with like it's like a Willy Wonka type yeah, situation. Exactly. You're like like a chocolate door. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so I think it's highly unlikely that David hasn't used any doors. But it is very funny. I mean, do you think that is that Roland was sitting on that line, <laughs> so he screws up his door just so he's able to drop it? I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I think sense. it's great, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else? This is whole, oh, I, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's Yeah. And then, so then, and I think, yeah, we're about to get the fight again. When the fight starts, but I do love, I mentioned earlier, I love the instant the fight starts, we're in handheld camera mode. We're, we're, yeah. we're shaky, we're moving around, we're, everything's disorienting. It is kind um, of weird that if this guy is a private detective and he thinks he will respect his rights not to be detained, like, he's already in his apartment. He's already broken in. That's right. Like, it's not reasonable to assume this guy's acting, but he may just think he's a crazy guy. He doesn't know my pal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I say when crazy people show up at my place. Yeah. Am I being detained? Yeah. Uh, All right, here we go. In a, in a second. You need some help with that? A lot of stuff that goes on. He, he, Been a while he, since you used He doesn't door. have his electric baton ready. He waits until he gets to the door to take it out. It's so good. Oh, I know who you are. And I know what you are. This conversation's over. This conversation's not over. Do you answer my Tell me. How'd you last this long, huh? Who's helping you? Jumpers. Trying to jump to Paris. Kinda hard to jump with a thousand volts of electricity passing through your brain, huh? You got gut shock. Who's protecting you? Give me an answer so I can go home. 
Gets pushed off the balcony. Almost gets ground pounded. Gets lassoed with the electrical wire. You think you could go on like this forever? There needs to be sub sub scenes. Crawling away. There are always consequences. Getting further lassoed to the ground. With the electrical wire. I got you now. He's got him now. We've seen this before. This jungle jumper. I did not parse this the first. David jump. jumps through the wall. You think you yeah. can hide behind a wall? Go anywhere? Do anything? Not anymore! Cuts the wire with a wire cutter. Actually, I missed, I missed Grab, that was going on. Grabs a bunch of money and jumps away. And that is scene. What a scene. What a scene. What a scene. What a scene. Oh, so much there. I'm left with one big question. Yes. Do you think you can hide behind a wall? <laughs> it's a, a good great, line. It's a great That's question. Also a good line, yeah. Right I, before I, Roland starts punching through the wall. Because I think David uh, Jumper Rice thinks he can. Yeah, and, and that ends up being inaccurate. Although he's able to hide there for yeah, a small amount of time, yeah. Yeah, I think he should have answered. I think temporarily I can hide behind a wall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay. First of all. Okay, let's last, talk. Last episode, right? Yes, we were asking. You, you told me, you said to me as if you knew what was going on. I don't know. I'm, you said. I, I'm a beginner in life. You <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. You said. Yeah. Why would Roland not just kill him? That's not me saying. That's not a. De- that's a question. That's not a declaration. That's a question. I was. Why I was, wouldn't he just attack him from the start? Well, the the overall question is, what is the goal of the Paladins right. here? And I thought this was a find and destroy. It it's is not. not. It's not. It is. There is the assumption here. The assumption is a normal jumper. In, let's describe a normal jumper. Yeah. A normal jumper is someone who in their youth, discovers they can teleport. Sure. And immediately, they almost always screw up somehow, get discovered by the Paladins, and get executed. Yep. Uh, David uh, Jumper Rice is is not most of those boxes. The thing is, he didn't screw up. Yeah. Somehow, which is Somehow, weird because he's he, very careless. He, but I, he again, is, he to is, my theory last time, I, I think the it's carelessness... One of the better, it's one of the better I theories. I think the carelessness is what actually results in him being able to last so long. Is it's, be- like, it's like it's like getting into orbit. Yeah. You, know, you can fall back to Earth, but if you get if you have enough jump sites, yep. you're, you have a web work around the world. And you're, and you're creating so much noise... It, you know, it, 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 it becomes actually harder to, to trace through what's happening. We know he repeats himself. He's at the Sphinx head repeat. Like, I don't think he really yeah, is but the most chaotic but, creature. But the Paladins aren't looking at the top of the Sphinx. The they, Paladins are looking for, like, little hidey holes in, like, you know, in in, in the middle of nowhere. Like, they're not I thinking... Just, the, I find it implausible on, <laughs> on its face that a person with more modest jumps is discover the Paladins I, quicker. I, I think 100%, because they probably jump a lot within a small area. They probably don't move around that much. Like, they probably yeah, exhibit like, much more predictable here, behavior. Roland Cox learns about him within days of jumping. He finds out there is a guy robbing yeah. banks. And then he can't track him down. I, but again, I, I bet... But I he, bet He's producing more... I, I, I bet David is Mr. on this... Mr. Jungleman yeah. produced... Like no news alerts <laughs> and no evidence. But really, probably stayed within one area and was very trackable. 
as soon as one little thing was noticed. Versus, but, he's producing, but he's producing less alerts. No, but, versus David is like he's probably the Sphinx thing is probably like he's doing that for like one week and then he probably gets bored of the Sphinx let's go back and then to the, now the, he's the somewhere else. Jungle jumper, yeah, going fishing. Who, who? How did the paladins find out? Someone in the village was like, "There's this guy in the forest that jumps all the time," and you know, it's, who are they telling this to? Uh, the Their I don't, priest. The, yes, and the and the and as we know, the jump the the paladins are are networked with the religious authorities. Is, is that a, like when you go to confession? If you're mm. a normal Catholic, yeah. are you supposed to confess if you see someone teleport? Of course. Is that a sin? I think. Okay. <laughs> only only God is supposed to see people teleport. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I I. I I find this to be one of the flimsiest. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I think it. I think it all checks out. But the thing I will say. So I mean, I think we know a few things now. One, we know Roland is here to interrogate him first and foremost, not to execute him. Well, he believes that anyone who is this careful and competent must yes. be protected. Yeah. Must have other. Must have a network of jumpers. Like he thinks he's stumbled onto something more than just a single jumper. Like honestly, I, I think you would not want to make this movie. But it, if he was a schizophrenic jumper, I think that would be mm. interesting. Like, oh, his schizophrenia actually mm. makes him chaotic. Mm. I don't. I think David Jumper Rice is actually not that chaotic. Like, I think. He's oh, I think pretty, he's extremely chaotic. I think he's pretty predictable. Do you see the number of jump sites on his wall? I don't know. That's like. It, it not only was there, a, there's the a high school girl's locker. There's or no. Well, there's. <laughs> There's all the postcards, right? Yeah. And then there's this, like, map view where it's all these little, like, stamp size. They might actually be stamps. Yeah. Stamp size things. I mean, he's got, like, thousands of jump sites on this wall. I yeah. mean, this is not a normal jumper. I don't know. I think any person would acquire that number of jump sites. I don't know. Eh. Well, again, I also think the audaciousness of he acquires resources, right? Which is not, probably not something most jump, like, most jumpers probably just kind of continue to exist so like he's he's unusually immoral he's unusually immoral and and um uh audacious in a way that results in him quickly getting to a state where he has power and 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 can can you know shape the world in in as he likes you know there's a little bit about this uh there's there's a scene in the script about giving a little bit of background rolling cox i can mm. read this now or later let's read it now yeah okay this is i think this is a good scene that i wish they would have uh put in the movie uh this is interior bedroom night a door cracks open Fa- fanny in light a man sits down at the foot of a little bed this is henry cox henry yeah. well, is henry here is this his brother or something? No, this is Roland, but originally he was just Henry Cox. Okay. African American fifties, a cool commanding presence. I wonder wow. if I this wonder is if they, like Samuel they, L. Jackson written all over it. I think they might have been writing it for Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson at this point. Because I don't know how I mean there's yeah, there's people who could describe that, but a bankable star who he is top of the list. A beat and voice off screen. Daddy? Cox turns and we reveal his nine year old son, Toby. Oh. Cox wow. Sorry, didn't mean to wake you. Looks like I'm going to have to go away for a little while. Toby, how long this time? Cox, I don't know. Hopefully not too long. I'm glad they cut this. <laughs> no, this is great. I don't I, want I don't want, I want any look, humanizing of Roland. I want to see Toby. <laughs> Cox starts to rise. His son keeps his eyes on him. Toby, what do you do when you go away? <laughs> Cox slows. A new question. I go to work. <laughs> Toby, yeah, but what do you do? Cox considers. This is so bad. <laughs> no, it's good. He looks at his son and he makes a decision. Cox, this is the this is the key part. There are people out there, people with power, the power to change history. 
and it's up to people like me to stop them. It's not something I get paid for. It's not <laughs> something I middles for. It's just something I got to do. I'm very glad they cut that he scene. He gives a look to his son. He gives a gentle smile. One day, I hope it's something you'll do. Oh, no. <laughs> Toby, yeah. His eyes open wide. Cox gives <laughs> a pat on his head. Oh, Toby. Yeah, now go to sleep before your mother gets us both in trouble. <laughs> Toby, you'll be back for my birthday? This is so long. <laughs> Cox, I'll be back. Why? You're not oh, Toby, you're a prop. <laughs> I think that's good. I like the fact uh, it, it's, it gives stakes. He needs, sure. he needs to be back for Toby's birthday. That's We don't need those stakes. I, I like those stakes. Mm, steak. Okay. Should we talk about the fight? I also like the idea. Yeah. I thought he was employed. He apparently is unemployed and just does well, this for free. Or he, yeah, or he works a different job, but he has to be on call to do unpaid work for the paladins. I, I'd say pay the damn, pay the damn guy. Yeah, definitely. He deserves his money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So let's talk fight. So fight. So, okay. So we have we have a jumper on one side. Okay. So yeah. before the fight, let's, yeah. let's talk about the goals again. The goals are not to kill him, but to get answers to, from him, to stop him, to secure him, to torture him, and get answers out of him. Yes, exactly. So the, his, the main goal is one: stop him from moving around. Yep. And get him in a place he can be tortured. Yeah. Uh, and this answers the question: Why would you not booby trap him and just kill him? Right. It. I still think Roland Cox's approach here is to wait till he gets to the door, walk up to him and cattle prod him, mm. which is... I, I, a booby trap would still work better. A, non, a non-lethal booby trap I think, would still I work think, better. I think the... I you, think, could, you could have him a, a big cage with electricity jump on I, him. Like, I, think, I think there is benefit in uh, making him feel like he does not need to jump immediately. What? That David doesn't need to jump immediately. Well, what's he meant? So, like a booby trap, right? You might risk that immediately, as soon as he senses danger, he's out of there. That's why you have electricity out of the gate. Maybe I don't know if you that works a big out. Electro cage. Maybe. What, what do you mean? Electricity works. Oh, well, clearly, it's a proven clearly. answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna shock him at some point. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah. I okay. Don't know. So then, um, where are you going? But also, no. I think also though, I think Roland does maybe have a chance here that he can get David to talk without detaining or fighting him. Like, I think there's a play here, which is I'm not, you know, not actually torturing him initially, but just like, I'm just here to ask you some questions. We're going to have a conversation. It's only when David, he's playing the good cop, bad cop. Right. I think there's a scenario here. Usually two people. Keep in mind. Yeah. Roland knows nothing about David. He doesn't know, I mean, other than what he's done, he doesn't actually know, is David someone who would get aggressive? Is David someone who actually might be amenable to just talking through something? I think it's reasonable to start with, like, hey, I'm just going to show up and, like, start asking him questions, and maybe he'll actually be cooperative for some, you know, like, I mean, that's possible, right? I mean, like, me in that situation, I think I might actually start to talk through things. of like, oh, where'd you find those? You know, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, you know. like He, do- he doesn't know his name. Right. He doesn't even know he's David. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think the I think there's. A, I think it's pretty easy. Like you find Angelo, you torture him, and then. You know. I don't, I think there's a scenario here again where you might be able to get answers from him ahead of him knowing that there's any danger here. Right. In fact, it might be more advantageous. Like you might actually get more. You might get him to say more 
if he doesn't think you're there to threaten him, if he just thinks you're there to have a conversation with him. So you're you are saying this is a commentary on the Bush administration and their policy of, of torturing <laughs> uh, inmates at Guantanamo in 2008. Yeah, yeah. it must be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, as I learned one thing, uh, torture works. Yep, and all, that's the reason McCain lost. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's we're, we're, let's. But in any case, let's, he is trying to detain him and yes. and torture him. At this point, he's given up on the clean approach. Right. As soon as David starts walking away, yep. that's when he gives up on the Step clean one. Yep. Cattle prod the door. He then jumps to not far away, because if if you think you're at risk, yep. he was probably attempting a jump to you know random place A, B, or C, or D. Sure. Perhaps his flight or, uh, fight or flight is still the Ann Arbor Library. Sure. Perhaps he has a new... But that jump gets interrupted. Yeah, it gets shortened. He jumps, yep. he jumps, but a short jump yep. to the kitchen island. Yep. And then he gets there and he like wobbles around like a like a jello man. Or a, <laughs> yeah, because he's been shocked. Yeah, and then he falls. It's a, actually a funny scene. I I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, <laughs> and he falls on the floor. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. And so um so this is so then and then you know there's a um well let, let's I mean let's talk about again the the fight the who we have got here right. Yes. On the on one side, in one corner, yeah, we have David Rice Jumper. Yes, he can jump, absolutely. Well, it, sometimes he can jump. Sometimes he can jump. He probably isn't that good at anything else in a fight, though, right? I mean, what else would he be? His good grappling at? is poor. It's, yeah, but like he's probably he probably is not good at like punching, for example, or any any like hand to hand combat type stuff, right? He's probably not able to really do that. Like, when would he have learned that, right? Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably a no. Do you think is any other? Is there anything else he can leverage here besides jumping? Is charisma? I think that's a good call out. Yes, yeah. for sure. Charisma and jumping. So that's what he's got. Yeah. On Roland's side, what do we think Roland's got going for him? He's got a big electric stick. You need some help yeah, he has good equipment. He Great has, equipment. I, he has an electric cattle prod of some sort, uh, and then with, with with some weird features, we'll get to. <laughs> Uh, it's got yeah, so it's it's got it can do all sorts of electrical based things designed to detain jumpers. So it's like the perfect tool for this situation. Now, it has a lot of mechanical features. Yes. It can it can actually like it is a very useful tool as far as just you know securing something to the ground, which right. is not easy to do. Uh, but he, oh, this he, is a custom built paladin tool, I imagine. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine if they built a custom built uh, booby trap to, let's say, <laughs> grab his feet. If you secured him to the ground immediately, sure. Boy, he'd, he'd be in, he'd be in luck. The the uh, <laughs> I like Roland sliding across the ladder that's used to get up to the books on the second level. Imagine um, if he had a balcony without that ladder. Would, I know he'd be in much better shape here. Yeah. So he's yeah, so, very so th- good at mixed martial arts. And this this gets to Roland's disadvantage though, which is obviously he cannot jump, right? He cannot jump. He cannot jump. He is he seems to be good at anything hand to hand combat type stuff. He seems to be good at um this, using this this cattle prod thing. He's very good at that. And he's good at um, intimidation. I would say it is. Inter- I mean, jumpers. I guess they, they seem to be born out of like it's. I don't know what creates jumpers, mm-hmm. but. Their moment that they learn to jump is probably, and certainly in David's case, but probably every case, a, f- a fleeing response. Right. It is the act of prey when uh, when faced against predators. Right. Whereas, you know, Cox is very much a predator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, and I guess if you if you live with the prey mindset, 
you're probably just going to continue to have that loser mindset in right. your life. It's so, just an alpha versus beta, you know. So we know we know what we're working with now in terms yeah. of our, our our competitors. We know the two people. We know the two people. What do you think just if you had to odds make yeah. for this fight, yeah. right? Yes. What how would you how would you handicap this fight? And the goal is not just like who would win uh, no holds barred. One person comes out alive, one person dead. It's success is David Jumper Rice is stopped. Yep. Failure would be he is not stopped. That's right. That's I would right. say insofar as one person can teleport, uh, I would say unless you stop him very, very quickly, yep. he is going to get away. Okay. So is this this is like a minus 400 for David here? I'd say like minus four hundred thousand. Minus four hundred thousand. I would yeah. take the bet on the other side of that. I I'd bet on Roland in this case. If I knew Roland would not set up a booby trap, I would guess minus four hundred thousand. <laughs> All right, very yeah. good. Okay, so so then so the fight happens. Yeah. Fight notes. You got some fight notes. I got a lot of. I mean, I have a jump count that happens during the fight. Oh yeah. The jump list. Uh, he goes to the kitchen island with his. Stunted jump. Yep. He's on the ground. He is. He gets shocked again on the ground, and he tries to jump. He stays in place. Mm-hmm. He, he shimmers basically, but he stays in place. Yep. Then there is one of the weirdest moves about out there. Uh, Roland Cox shocks him as he jumps again. David Rice Jumper jumps to the balcony. No, 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 no. Oh. This is head. Oh, to the to the air. Jumps yes. into the air. That's right. Before the balcony. Do you watch yep. this? Do you watch this closely? Uh, ish. Roland Cox shocks him on the ground. So yep. he puts it down on the yep. ground. Then he he disappears on the yep. ground. Yep. Roland Cox immediately looks up and swings his baton. Yep. Like two feet over his head. Cool. So he uh, seems to apparently know. That he is going to appear in the air above him mm-hmm. and anticipates where how he's going to whack him. Yeah. What the question is, so we know that electricity interferes with jump effectiveness. Yep. It seems like in this case he knows. Oh, if you hit jumpers like this, they will jump straight up, and you you can hit them. Sure. You get you get a guaranteed. Like yeah. wow, it's like that's a combo. Yeah, that's that's an yeah. impressive. He is the world's foremost jumper hunter. I think he knows how they go. I, yeah, I suppose if you if you have someone you can torture and really mess with electricity, but it seems like he's not only stopping him, but he in fact is forcing him to jump. Make specific with electricity, jump moves. Yeah, which is pretty nuts. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I would I would expect him to do better at the rest of this fight, sure. <laughs> such as prevent him from going to the balcony. <laughs> but he he immediately gets to the balcony, which yes. is okay. And then or he, to the balcony, and he says jumpers. <laughs> and then, well, it's, that's the first half of the of the line. That's wow. jumpers, and then some stuff happens, and he says, "I hate jumpers." No, no, no. Yeah. He says stuff between that. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh. Now that is one of my favorite lines. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll put that up again next time it happens. But he talks to him. Uh, he talks. To oh, him. he talks about the te- the thousand volts. Is that right? Before yeah. Before he says, "I, I hate jumpers." I'll, I'll pull up yeah. the lines. I'll pull up the lines. Because I want to talk about the thousand volts. But um, yeah. So um, so the so then on the balcony, uh, David tries to jump to Paris. Who's helping you? Nope. Jumpers. Jumpers. <laughs> tries to jump to Paris. Can't. Kind of hard to jump with the thousand volts of electricity passing through your brain, huh? There's currently none in your brain. 
Who's protecting you? Give me an answer so I can go home. I hate jumpers. I hate jumpers, and then he throws them off the balcony. He said, great. who's protecting you? Give me an answer so I can go home. I hate jumpers. Because <laughs> he won't give so an answer. Good. Yeah. It's like, it's... Uh, and he throws him over the balcony. Yep. Okay, so let's let's. Uh, by the way, case issue, Stanford, uh, earful of jumper. The, Unless you're listening on the podcast, then it's not. The uh, he's at the balcony. He looks at his jump sights. Yeah. Uh, so actually, when you think of the jump sight photos, what are you thinking? Because there's, there's a little bit. This is more explicit in the book. Mm. I'm just wondering how do you interpret the photos? What do you mean? Like what do, are the photos? Is, are they? Are they just like uh, notes to yourself of, oh, remember these places? Or, yeah. In the, in I mean, I think they probably help with a, with a, both with him having a massive number of jump sites, so he's yeah. got to keep track of them all. And they probably help make the jump a bit more clean. Yeah. You I, know, you know exactly where you're going, yeah. uh, you know, and so, so that probably creates a cleaner, more efficient jump versus something that might go more wrong in right? the book it's very clear memories will fade oh and yeah if you have a memory that fades you will lose that jump sight uh, so you gotta you gotta so refresh he, yourself all the he time actually goes around with the camcorder yep. and records his his top jump sights wow so that if he like loses it he can look at the tape and yep. remember and he even like says oh let's remember the way the smells and tries yeah. to describe nice so he nice. Gets, it's it's these are memory aids which help you jump better Mm-hmm. Interesting. In my mind, that's interesting. I think it's interesting. Yeah, so he... By the way, you say Paris again and again. Is this a specific place you know this is in Paris? I, I, I jump there all the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a bridge in Paris. What, what's, what's it called? Um, I don't know. It's the bridge with the lights. Uh, bridge with street lights in Paris. Because I honestly thought it was... Here, it's this bridge. We have his jump sign. Can you find evidence of that statue? I want everybody. Because uh, look at, I mean, if you look at. I mean, here, here's a, here's a more. There, that's the bridge. It's, uh, I don't know if that is necessarily the same. In fact, I don't. Think I mean, I think the there's a lot of bridges in Paris that look like this, but a lot of bridges in Paris look like this bridge. So, I mean, look, but look to me. This do, is definitely. Okay. I mean, this is the bridge. Are, this are, is. The streetlights look different. The streetlight, the lamps don't look the same. Look at that statue. Yeah, There's that's a statue. statue. That's it. You see a statue yeah, in front of you? Right, they do look a little different. Yeah. I'm just saying that's a very Parisian bridge. It's, it's saw, a super Parisian bridge. Look up look up Waterloo Bridge uh, street lamps or something or whatever. Waterloo Bridge lamps. Because you think there's a bridge in Waterloo? It's that, it's that bridge? No, in, in no. London. Oh, London, London Bridge lamps. London Waterloo Bridge. London Waterloo Bridge lamps. What about just London Waterloo Bridge? Well, that might give you uh, details from a distance. No, that's not the bridge at all. No, it looks pretty similar. No, no, I, that doesn't look anything like it. I watched a movie suddenly called. It was called Waterloo Bridge, and I. In okay, take a look too. Here's the photograph. Are there landmarks in here that look clearly Parisian? To me, actually, I saw yeah. this. I thought, is that Russia? Oh, it does. Yeah, but it kind of looks right. It looks it looks very Parisian though to me. <laughs> it looks more like Russia to me. It is, look, I saw that photo and I said I'm in Paris right now. There's a photograph. By the way, this photograph it shows a young child uh, walking between uh, two adults, uh, yep. probably the child's parents. That's yeah, David Rice as a, as a kid. And 
So do you think they commissioned? They, okay, please take a photograph of us yep. from behind. Yep. <laughs> it's like the classic, oh, do you worry they're going to steal your camera? It's like that's really trusting of you walk away from them for 50 feet and and, and then come back to them. I think that's Paris. That looks like a Parisian bridge. Do, do you think that? Do you think that's David? Or do you think that's him I, taking I, a random I think family? that's the implication, but I yeah, I mean, it's weird. Have I agree you, it's have, weird. It is very funny because it's something. Oh, that looks like a childhood photo, but yeah. no one has photos <laughs> of, the, of their family looking like this. It'd be a funny thing to set up, but yeah, no one has that. Uh, I mean, that is the first sign of his dad not being a deadbeat that he that he was part of this family trip. Sure, yeah. Before all went wrong. Before everything went wrong. Yep. Yeah. But he tries to jump. In fact, he has something of a mental episode. Like we see his vision of him. Almost jumping, yep. semi jumping. He kind of is almost like he is in Paris. There do you think, he is. Do you think and... people on the bridge see his face appear in the in the air for a bit? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Because of the way jumping works. I mean, remember, even if he did jump, people there would not see him in, in, the, at in him. the process of jumping. No, remember, I mean, we we've well, been through think... this. Like, there's some by some mechanism, jumping is not noticed by people around. No, you think that. I think people will construct it to create some sort of coherent narrative. Right. But if your narrative is, I was walking on this bridge, and, and then in the appeared. sky, yeah. I saw Hayden Christensen's face, <laughs> you would probably think it's a message from God. Yes. And I think you would think a miracle happened. And this is why they need to kill all the jumpers. Absolutely. Always consequences. Okay, so he throws them off the yep. balcony. Yep. He lands on his coffee table. Yep. And explodes the coffee table. It's great. Yeah. Uh, there is a pizza box on the floor, I believe. I was trying to find... It's a weird pizza box. I couldn't mm. find any details on it. it. appears to be an, like an old pretzel wrapper and an atlas. Yeah. I think it's a, like a uh, National Parks atlas on his table. Yep. It all breaks. He land, And this is, a, this is a nasty fall. Yep. Uh, okay, so next move. The, the attempted... I, I wrote... The attempted uh, to pile driver... Yeah, well... Roland Cox jumps off the balcony yeah. and is looking to just slam him with the with the, with the the cattle prod. What what do you think he's expecting to accomplish afterwards? What do you think... Knock him out, maybe? Um, or, There's two things. Yeah. His knee is going down. He looks to be hitting David Rice somewhere in his body yeah. with his knee going very fast after falling <laughs> like he's falling yeah I, I mean i think at this point he is yeah, feet. At, at this point he is looking to immobilize him i think i think i think david jumper rice would die no, i think this would no. kill him oh i don't think and so and he's he's cattle no, prod no. It, that would impale him like maybe, maybe if he's maybe. if he's dying i think that's no, fine i mean it's like a wwe type thing i think it's he like, would immediately die okay yeah do, but do you do you watch this really close at all the uh, the shots of him being pile driven, um, maybe. I I think this is one of the weirdest things to me because I I love the shot. There's a shot that lasts for a second, which is, it's like something out of David Lynch. He is he's down on the couch, and then you cut back to him. He's now sitting up half a second later, yeah. which is a weird discontinuity. Sure, but he is sitting. You know where he was current, like he was on his back. Now he's sitting up straight, looking at the camera, and he's blurred out and like just weeping. Look at his face right here. Yeah, well, he's got uh, glass all over his face too. I think from, well, that's before. Yeah. yeah, but he is like this is like a painful image. Yeah, he's this in be- pain. This belongs in a museum. He, this is this is a this is a stunning work of photography. Sure, and he is 
sitting there and and Roland is about to put his knee into his head yeah. and then put a prod into his body. Yep. I, I, I'll pull this up away. In, in, in motion and, and just show frame by frame because this is one of the most stunning things I've ever seen. This is this is this is yeah, truly it's, I'm it's well done. It's well done. Yeah, I I just don't. I he gets away. And also, what's very funny is he's sitting there weeping, 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 and then he jumps across the room, mm-hmm. which is like I didn't think he was close to. Well, he gathers himself and gets it going. <laughs> he didn't, he, objectively, he was not gathering himself. He is. Uh, he is. Uh, he's. It. It. It makes sense that he has to get away, but. Um, He's not police. Mm-hmm. But he gets uh, away. Okay, so then there's step two of his like of his. Uh, he's, he's yep. He's collapsed, and <laughs> so watch his emotion over here. Sure, he's yeah. He's, he's concentrating really hard. That's what that is. I also like too. He's on the ground. Yep. He's just then he sits up. He's concentrates really hard. He's like looking he, at the ceiling. Look, he sees Roland's about to jump onto him. Yeah, that's what that is. He realizes that. He then concentrates super hard and is like, "I need to jump away from here immediately." And he and he pulls it off. Yeah, <laughs> and he just d- disappears. <laughs> and Roland his and knee, Roland slams into the couch. That knee would have killed him. Okay. It would have broken his okay. neck All immediately. Right. Okay, okay. And then his pole is coming down that sure. way. Sure, Roland hates jumpers. You know, globe. He touches his globe. The globe breaks. Yep. Do you, you notice a broken globe? I did. I noticed yeah. that, yes. Yeah, and then he's on the right floor there. next to the broken globe, and he's getting lassoed. And like a uh, like a taser has a taser, you can actually shock people from a distance. Yeah. He, uh, his, his, his cattle prod shoots out with a large wire, ste- like steel rope. Sure. And, and you know how like a, a cattle prod works, right? Uh, in that it's not, it's, it's connecting electrical current between two like probes. Yeah, and so it it actually needs the like it needs what it's shocking to be sort of in between those two probes, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think yeah. I mean you could make that distant, but mainly it is a circuit. Yeah, they, they are high voltage, low current because if it's high current, it would kill you. Well, we'll get into that. I've got yeah. a lot of di- of information. Okay, about we'll that. talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it now. Talk but. about it now. Oh well, okay. So I mean, this. So we get we have a line here which says it's a thousand volts of electricity, right? So Roland going through your brain. Roland says there's a thousand volts of electricity going through the brain. I don't really think it, it's not going through the brain. It's going it's, through it's, a small patch of skin. Sure, it's going through various parts of his body. But uh, your nervous system is reacting. Certainly, yeah. it's yes. not actually part of the circuit. I don't think uh, it can be. It depends, but. So, so this led me to think. Okay, so what is what is lethal voltage, right? Is as, there... as opposed to compared to the jungle jumper, yeah, he like it appeared to be a circuit of a high and low wire because there was not was multiple com- endpoints. He was completely encircled by wire as well. So that was probably there yeah. were like maybe multiple of those wires were, you know, uh, the like anode and the cathode, and they were. It's also the running... thing too. There was so much resistance in the body. Yeah, that like. You need to put in a large amount of certainly power because power is power is voltage Volts times amps. Times amps. Yeah. yeah, so it has to be high current and high. I suppose the question is, you need to overcome. I suppose you could have a very low. Can you have a low current running through the body? Yeah, like from a very distant points. Yeah, yeah okay. you can. I mean, it's yeah. just again, it's just about the path of least resistance, right? So, yeah. like, if if it is le- less resistant than um, you know, uh, air, um, then it will happen. 
So, I, I mean, so if you have an extremely low voltage going through your body, mm-hmm. is that going to stop you? Uh, it might. It, it doesn't need to cause you pain. It, he's, well, a, at least low, he's a, saying. Low, a low voltage high amperage can actually kill you. So, a, a, you know, 20, no, yeah, high like, amp, I'm talking about low amp high, current, high voltage. Low amp high, high voltage probably won't. Yes. Um, but you might even not yeah, notice it, right? You might not if notice you, it. And in fact, there have been multiple people who have survived multiple hundred thousand volts, like contact with hundreds of uh, uh, wires that were operating at hundreds of thousands of volts. Yeah. Right? Because they didn't, didn't they didn't come out of that like walking, but they did survive yeah. it. Sure. Um, and and so the what the, the key here is a few there's a few things at play here. Okay. Okay. Number one, the current is way more important than the volts when you're talking about what effect is it having on your body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, interestingly, low current is bad. Uh, or sorry, sorry, low current is fine. Current between 100 to 200 milliamps is very bad because it, it creates fib- like atrial fibrillation, like your heart, you know, has problems, right? Mm. Um, uh, current over 200 milliamps is usually fine. Interesting. Because your heart basically just like clamps down and and uh, and and doesn't um, uh, like what the current just doesn't reach it for some reason. It, like your heart basically just like you know it assumes some form where the muscle reaction essentially completely closes the heart and the current takes other or the the electricity takes other paths and doesn't actually disrupt the heart's electrical systems. I, what I'm getting at is is this yeah. a character error? Is what? Roland Cox who believes voltage matters? Mm. Is he mistaken and amps actually matter? He is mistaken. Amps actually matter, yes. I mean, but in this, I mean, it could, you could imagine in yeah. the laws of I mean, this could be a thousand volt. I mean, his thing could be driving a thousand volts difference between it and ground, right? That could yeah. totally be happening. Is that the thing that's going to cause problems for David? Not really directly, but indirectly in terms of you, you then. You could imagine that it I is mean, actually, I mean, just the rules of magic. This is all made up stuff. It yes. could be by voltage. It seems it doesn't seem to really comply with the reality. Well, no, I mean the voltage is, is a component. The voltage your... is important. Yeah, it's not not important. Well, yeah, you certainly you need the you can't get high amps without high voltage. Right. Yeah. Like, so meaningfully. Right. And so maybe jumpers are particularly low resistance, in which case uh, the that the, makes a that, lot of yeah. sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so anyway, so okay, a few more things here though. Yeah. I'm not done. Yeah. Um. So ab- above 200 milliamps is is usually not lethal, which is kind of cool, right? So it's like basically, That's very cool. yeah, it's like you know low amperage, high amperage. You're usually actually you usually survive both of those apparently, and it's really just this middle ground where it can where it messes with your heart. Yeah, that, that is sense. that is the problem, right? Um, and then, uh, but but there's also you know basically reading into this. It's just incredibly complicated. Like there is no clear answer. Like that was the clearest answer I found. But really, because of the amount of weird resistance calculations involved, because your body is so weird, like it's got lots of different things in it that have different resistances, there's basically no simple answer to this question of like how many amps or how many volts are, are lethal. Um, all I found on the on the voltage side was shocks above 2,700 volts are often fatal, um, uh, with those above 11,000 volts being usually fatal. But even that's like lots of different variables at play, and it really, you know, who knows? Right? So, so what, what are what are the volt? Or what's the amperage of a common uh, taser? That's a good question. I I didn't I didn't actually look at that amperage yeah. taser. Because I mean, tasers are effective in doing what they do. Wow! With, wow! Yeah. yeah. A taser voltage. You know what a taser's voltage is? I'm guessing a thousand volts. Fifty thousand volts. Wow. So he's a, he's a dinky little cattle prod here uh and an amperage of 
five. Five milliamps. Uh, five. Well, five amps, which is five amps would be really weird. Oh no! But again, maybe it does the. Uh, maybe well, I thought I thought the whole point um, is low low amps. It's the that, voltage varies drastically between Taser models between sure. twenty five thousand and six hundred thousand volts. That doesn't make wow. any sense. That's a that's a Quora answer that doesn't make any sense. No, Quora's always um, right. Okay, let's look at uh, prisonlegalnews.org. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, milliamps. Yeah, milliamps. It's not amps. Milliamps. So, okay, the, the, yeah, yeah a mil, five milliamps, or this even says three to four. So, yeah, tiny amount of amperage, which makes well, sense. Y- but you're saying it is is a quarter of what would actually screw up your heart. So, it is not, it's not like a thousand. No, no, screw up your heart would be... 20 um, milliamps, right? Would be 100 milliamps. Oh, this is a 20. Okay, 100. 100 to 200 oh, okay. milliamps is, is, is usually the, the lethal range. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so... I mean, the, the question is, if it's at low... Uh, it doesn't take over your nervous system. Wow, that's good research. Uh, it doesn't take over your nervous system, but it it hurts you. It is yeah. It creates hurt. And the, well, and it can do stuff like I mean, you know, there's different different sort of fa- or different levels. My of question light. to you is scientifically. I'll, yeah. I'll pose this. We can get back yeah. to the fight. Scientifically, would sure. five milliamps be enough to stop a, a jumper? Uh, it very well could be. It very well could be. Okay. Uh, I mean, a, a thousand volts and five milliamps, probably not. Like, you'd probably actually need more voltage than that if we're looking at these taser comp, uh, comparisons, right? Again, Rolling Cox, he's, he's not... He doesn't know what he's talking he's about. He's just given tools. He knows yeah. how to do good mixed martial arts. Yes. Okay, so he he tases him from a distance. Yep. And, he, well, he, he grabs onto him. I mean, it's I, it can tase him, and it, yep. is, it is continually giving him wire, electricity. Yeah. He's got he's got a he's got a wire loop that is going through David. So he is now uh, uh, David Rice Jumper is on the ground near the globe. Yep. He has a wire into his back of his leg or yep. something. Yep. Rolling Cox now walks over to him with the other end of it, slams his handle into the ground, and it actually creates a firm mounting in the ground. So there seems to be yeah. seems to be hooks in the bottom of this that, that like drill into the floor. Drill into the floor yeah. and and with spring action go deep into the ground and seem yep. to hold up. Which that can, that can happen. That's I mean it's, it's probably it's, it would have to be like device. well it have to be like an explosive charge or something, something but it, it, yeah. but that's doable. But it seems yeah. like it creates a mount that can hold up hundreds of pounds of force. Yes. Uh so pretty cool. Uh, then David tries to get away. Here is a sequence that happens next, which is strange to me. Like, it seems to me very weirdly put together. Okay, so you see this scene over here. Here is David on the ground. I do. He is now on his side. We now, there's a weird, there's a weird cut here. You see he's on his, he's on his side looking that way. Sure. Frame forward, he is now on his stomach looking straight ahead. Hmm. He, what is he looking at? The bike. He is looking at what well, apparently oh, the, the cocktail tray. He's looking at a bunch of glasses that have the wire behind them. Yeah, which implies that when Roland Cox was walking across the room with his wire, he, he somehow he somehow looped them around his cocktail glasses, mm. which I don't makes doesn't make much sense to me. Like I don't see how the wire ended up there. I uh I think this is this is completely baffling to me. Um, I I think this is this is to me I think this is the editing flood. Right, I think well, that, I think it's a goof, or it's it's or it's discontinuity intentionally so. It's a goof to to to, to, uh, to screw you up. 
Okay, what what does he do next? Describe what happens. Now he is going to coordinate a jump into the safe room. No. Oh, not yet. Look look what happens. Watch this. Uh, watch my watch my screen. Oh, watch my screen. Yeah. Okay. So he is. Do you see what happened? He gets like thrown across the room. He gets thrown across the room by the wire constricting through the drink tray. I think what happens is here's my theory. Yeah. This is very confusing for people not seeing this. Yeah. I recommend watching the movie and, and slowing it down. I assume He's you are. He's on yeah. the ground. Okay, so step one. He's on the ground. Of course. He has one half of the wire into his leg, other yep. half is into the ground. Yep. And in the middle of the loop, it's behind the cocktail glasses yep. for some reason. Yep. He attempts to jump, oh. but his jumping energy is translated into a physical movement across the room. Yep. He doesn't disappear. And he takes the wire he with just him. He's literally just, he's, it's like yep. he's thrown. Yep. He's like, it's weird because there's no reason to believe that he would physically be thrown like that. Yeah. But in this case, his, I think it's, his a, failed, it's a failed jump. His yeah. failed jump yep. becomes yeah. an actual yep. chucking of him. I think it makes sense. Behind, it checks out. And, and he gets thrown behind his, his motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Okay. And, yeah. Now he's behind the motorcycle and he jumps into the safe room. Yes. And then in a second later, he tries again. He says, "Oh, you can't really move around. I got you. I got you. You can't move anywhere. I got you. You got that wire here." And then he jumps again. He goes in the safe room through the wall. Through yep. the wall. Yep. Okay, so that's risky jump. I mean, I feel like there he could have ended up like in the wall. <laughs> you know, but an interest. Like, he, what are the rules of tethers? What do you mean? The te- like when you tether him to something, yeah. Because he 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 disappears. He shows up somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Well, we know he can take objects on his person with him when he jumps. A little bit of stuff comes with him usually. Yes. Yeah. The question is, what happens if you are on the end of a rope? Yeah. D- does the end of the rope happen? Does it sever? Yeah. What happens in this case is it goes he, with him. It goes with him. Like, what if he jumped? It, he he stayed within the radius of of the steel cable. Yeah. If he went to the other side of the world, it would break. What, yeah, so yeah. I think if it, if if his jump was longer than the length of the cable, the cable would break. What's interesting too is, do you see what happened? The wire went into the drywall. Yeah. Yep. And it didn't it didn't like sling across the room. No, it was a clean because it's a it's a direct line. So the wire was just you know pulled the, in a straight line. The first thing line. we saw is the wire was being pulled across the room like yep. it was sweeping. Yep. But then at the end, it seems the wire became discontinuous. Discontinuous. No, discontinuous. It just goes straight through. It took me five times. It just uh, gets pulled straight through the wall. But there would be like a, if it was a sweep, like if it was a laser. It's not a sweep. The room. It's not a sweep. It's the, we, the wire gets pulled straight through the wall. Look at it before. You can see yep. it right now. Yeah. Well, what's knocking those things over? It's the wire? Sweep. Yeah. Yeah. The wire is sweeping. We yeah. can, you can see it and then sweep. It gets, and then it gets pulled straight through the wall. Yeah, I, I think there's the a, end of it gets pulled. There's a discontinuity the of of the wire. Okay, it's a goof. All right, I don't know, I, here. there's just some weird logic here going on. Mm. Uh, okay, any anything else about uh, about this before we get into the how do you place? Um, I think well, so then so he gets in the safe room. He's got wire cutters handy in the safe room, which is great. I mean, he he pulls he 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 has his hands on a wire cutter within <laughs> within very like, lucky yeah i, I mean, suppose to cut like parts of money bundles or something maybe yeah, yeah which is clever so so that's cool uh and then he jumps to the one place that isn't a registered jump site right <laughs> yeah like he's got all his jump sites right but there's one they don't know about and there's one that he can always reliably jump to no matter what and that is his childhood bedroom you would have thought Ann Arbor Library seems to be the most powerful one, but apparently this 
This, he's, this, I don't this think he's still been jumping to the Ann Arbor Library that much. I think he... It, it sounds like, based on what happens in the next scene, it sounds like he does go back to his childhood bedroom fairly often. It is weird that the, the, he went to the Ann Arbor Library because it's a place of peace. Now yeah. he goes to his room because it's a place of chaos. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Here's a question one, before you talk about this a bit more. Yeah. It seems to imply... We were saying earlier, it doesn't matter short or long, all jump to the same friction, like they all are at least a first approximation. Mm. Does this imply the fact he could only go across the room? Like he goes to the balcony. Yeah. He, doesn't, he could have jumped across the world. He goes to the balcony. Yeah. Is it the fact that is it easier to go closer? I suppose if you can see it. I a, think it's a I, jump site you can see might be the easiest. I would say it's it's less of a factor. It's less of an issue of distance. It is more an issue of if you can, if it's right in front of you, that yeah. would be the most yeah the, the Heidi easiest hole, jump The Heidi possible. room is not right in front of you. you no, but it's it. but it's 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 close. You can, you can smell and it. He can smell it and he can look at the wall and know what's behind it. I mean, it's pretty yeah. close to to there, right? So. Yeah. All right, so so then he jumps to his childhood bedroom, and that will cue a new scene. Wow, what a, what a sequence. What a sequence, what a sequence. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll play that for you in a second here. The interesting thing to me is it's weird because his childhood bedroom is locked from the outside. I don't quite get what's going on there, but we'll talk through that. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it makes it a very safe jump destination because he's locked in there um, on his own uh, in, his, uh, in his childhood bedroom. So here we go. On the floor. I need to get the flat Earth uh, community talking about this movie. Sure, there's a globe in it. Yeah, and the globe breaks. I think it's wow. Did you see that that sculpture behind him? Oh, yeah, he's nice. a dragonfly sculpture. Oh. He's like a big, a large dragonfly metal sculpture in this room. He loves weird metal bug sculptures. I'd like to them explore that more. All right, he is now jumping into the safe room. Yeah. Cocktail wires, wire has gone through the wall. That's a cool shot. I, I did not parse that whole the wire cut. The wire going through the wall. It's pretty oh. cool. Dad wakes up on the couch. David, don't go. Don't go. Just 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 hear me out. Okay? David. I, I don't know if I'm going crazy here or not. Alright, I, I don't know a lot of things these days. But if you can hear me, just wait, David. Don't go, I gotta talk to you. Dad goes and tries to get the lock for the door. Which he keeps David, in the bathroom. You can hear me, son. Or the key it's for okay. the door. Yeah. Key to the lock. You can come home. Anytime you want. You're not crazy. And David's gone. A lot of overmodulation on the jump sounds in these in this last couple jumps there. I think it's just it's 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 loud. I think that's just because the the channel is a little bit oh, blown out here. No, it's um, weird. It's weird. So uh, so it, this is interesting. So so David. A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. So David jumps to his bedroom. His bedroom is is locked with this like padlock on a chain that's then got the door locked from the outside. Well, that's a detail. Let's talk a little more broadly. Okay. He left home many years eight ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he do you think he has seen his father and vice versa? No. In the last eight years. No. 
do you think he's been in the house? Absolutely. I think he jumps to that room a fair amount. So uh, for what reason or for what what happens? It's it's a reliable jump point that he can probably get back to pretty easily, no matter where he ends up. Right. if he's in a tight spot, like this is a high stress jump room? Yeah. Yep. Totally. It's probably a very safe, reliable, like, I mean, this is a good example. You know, anytime where it's, yeah, where he maybe doesn't have another secure jump spot that he, you know, that he feels as confident in, this is like the most confident one that he probably has done the most. I would say this. If there was, uh, if the story is he left eight years ago, has never come back, Yeah, it would be strange if his dad is in the couch downstairs Yep, and, and he hears a thump upstairs. And the first thing he thinks about is, this is David. This is probably my son who, who disappeared yeah. eight years ago. No, I, I emerging. There's upstairs. a, there's a heavy implication that, that this happens at least at some frequency and then his dad has kind of started to think that it's you know whatever the ghost of david or something but like or might actually be david in his room on occasion right so i, I yeah. wrote i wrote dad is in hell yeah it, i mean it's, it's a pretty a, it's a pretty it's, sucky situation it's like it's a strange yeah. scene because what you see is inside the room you see the door open get stopped and his dad's face mike uh yeah. you know michael rooker right uh is just pops out and you just yeah jack like nicholson straining. style yeah, yeah it's like it looks like he is suffering so much and I, it, the implication it seems like david jumper rice is torturing his father like that's kind of mm. a side project like oh, oh interesting i don't mm. know like uh okay do you want me to talk about do you want to talk about this more there is is there info in the book about it there All right. there is an, yep. a very yeah. strong analog let's, what's happening yeah, in the let's book. let's look into that a little real bit quick. of page full of jumper uh, he. This is when he goes back to his town to go to a party. He's back in Ann Arbor, uh, not in Ann Arbor, in, in Ohio. Uh, I jumped to the hallway. There was a bright, shiny padlock hasp screwed into the wood on the door and frame. Mm. A large brass padlock held it secure. I scratched my head. What on earth? Mm. So his, his room is now locked. Yep. From the, and he went to the hallway. He's locked on the outside. I walked down the hall to the kitchen and found the note on the refrigerator. Davy. What do you want? Why don't you just come home? I promise not to hit you anymore. I'm sorry about that. Sometimes my temper gets the better of me. I wish you wouldn't keep coming into the house unless you're coming home for good. It scares me. I might mistake you for a burglar and accidentally shoot you. Just come home, okay? Dad? Threatening, menacing. Yeah. Oh, his dad's menacing. But in the book, he is constantly going home, as I said before, to get sandwiches, do laundry. He is like using his home as a functional base. Sure. And he's in the book... This is months after he left. Yeah. This is not years. This is months after yeah, he yeah. left. I, is he continuing to just... I, I I think in the movie, you would... I'd say there it, it is not this kind of incidental business around the house. I think it's two things. One is either, yeah, it's, it's some sort of reliable jump site. Yep. This is a powerful memory, and he just thumps around up there. Yep. And his dad is, like, like unnerved. It seems yep. that my son is teleporting into the room he's a ghost i don't know what's happening yeah but something weird is happening let me just lock it shut just to play it safe or two is the son is actually terrorizing his dad because it seems a bit out of character yeah he's cool cool people doesn't feel like he's something he spent a bunch of time on yeah Yeah. Yeah. i love the mark twain poster still up uh yeah change yeah mark twain's back the kurt cobain poster is uh, halfway torn down though Oh, no. Yeah, that, some stuff never lasts. All right, let's listen to the next scene after this one. Yeah. You can hear me. Just wait, David. Don't go. I got to talk to you. 
David, if you can hear me, son. It's okay. You can come home anytime you want. You're not crazy. It's a telecommunications. This is Roland. He got away. We have his jump sites. I want everybody up and running. Everybody. <laughs> like I like the secret I really like this. Okay. So, okay. So actually, we're not done with the with the uh, home scene. Oh, why not? When he first goes into the room, did you see what was on the TV? Yeah, the news. What news? W something something. It says NY1 minute. Wow. It says NY1 minute, and the time says 9 o'clock. Wow. And it, it looks like it's later than 9 o'clock. Uh, well, is it, the, is it the morning, or is it night No, still? it's night still, because remember, David's just coming home, and it's, and it's you know, it's a late arrival. Yeah, so, okay, so look at this, look at this scene. I mean, I'll do this. Okay, NY1, NY1 minute. minute. Yep. And then you see in the next scene... You can see there's a weather report showing Michigan, and yeah. it says Fox One News. Fox One. Well, yeah, this is so. Uh, this is probably a local channel, Fox One, yeah. M- Detroit or whatever, yeah. uh, Ann Arbor, Fox One, Ann Arbor. Yeah, and they are syndicating the New York Minute from the from some New York station. NY One is a spe- is now a Spectrum, but is a yeah. local cable station in New York. Yeah, which syndicates its minutes, I assume. Yeah, so I mean that's the explanation. I was completely bad. I was yeah. I was taking notes. Like I thought, like, are you ex- what, like is this like a goof? I, I found Fox One is something that they do like on TV shows. It is a known fake station. This is a 20th century oh. Fox production. Oh, but they're watching Fox One. But it appears it's Michigan weather. Yep. Why would you, as filmmakers, why would you show the New York Minute? Like, is is like it, it's a lot of work to actually have two. Yeah, different... yeah, that's weird. Um, and, and five minutes before the show started, this happened. Let me. Uh, this happened. This happened. That's a very the, the right there, just in the corner of the frame. The NY New York One um, TV on the t- on that on the screen, to me, is a very specific, tiny little detail in terms of the texture of the movie and trying to create some reality to the physics of it. The idea being that the radio and television waves come. Through the portal with <gasps> the wormhole with um, the jumpers with Hayden when he jumps. So, with him, um, a television screen in uh, Ann Arbor suddenly becomes <gasps> New York One. It's just that. And again, kind it's of part of like trying to just jumping comes with What? I was considering a lot of possibilities. I, I was saying, like, I was thinking this was clearly some sort of weird production issue. What? I never once thought that was supposed to be something I was going to pick up on because. I had to freeze frame yeah. to notice NY Minute. Like, wow. That is such a small, weird detail. That's that they incredible. Th- they thought was given to the uh, to, to the <laughs> to the texture in the movie. That's amazing. That's speak- geniuses. Speaking of moving, like, because like you move snow, yep. I never would have thought. Oh, he's moving radio and television radio waves. Frequency. Like, wow. That doesn't even really make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Wow. Here's more about the tethering, just really quick, just, uh, for it. And all of that. And how um, would you catch somebody who could teleport? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, that was just technically interesting. Like, what's the physics of that? 
Um, and you know, if you if you tethered somebody like that, it's it's hooked onto them, and you plant it to the ground. Uh, you know, when they if they try to jump away, they're now going to be connected to two different spaces, and you know, the sort of laws of physics won't allow that. It's going to snap oh. them back. Got it. Yeah. Even amplified that concept later with the electrical charge. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of the background. So it's all it's about physics in the end. Yeah. yeah. So so the question earlier, if you want to tell us how the world, he is saying the laws of physics would stop you. Yes. Yeah, so you, you yeah. actually can't. So the only reason he's able to jump into the safe room is because he is he's within the 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 you know distance that the wire allows for. I, I would have thought he'd be able to give a force, but he is saying you cannot add force. Mm. I mean, if you're whipping the wire in the room it takes yeah. force to do that but sure. okay let's talk about the roland update if I'm going crazy here, yes so roland so here's what i like roland calls in to there's HQ. a lot of things i like one thing i like yeah. he has a bunch of cool like drywall chuck on yeah. his face yeah it's very cool and it matches his hair oh it's so cool yeah like that. um so uh so he and so what i really like is he calls into hq like paladin hq he doesn't call hq no he I'm, calls a specific department no he calls hq and they answer because if anyone called them, they wouldn't want to say, like, this is Paladin HQ. Yeah. They answer telecommunications. I think he called the telecommunications he does not, wing. He does not call the telecommunications department. He calls Paladin HQ. And look, be- look at this guy. It's morning. And because they're, se- they're a secret organization, they answer the phone telecommunications. Which I think is a really cool way to answer the phone. <laughs> oh, it's very... I mean, you can try that. I think the telecommunications department... Question, uh, do you think that he called them right away? Or do you think that hours passed? No, he called them right away. Yeah. D- did the fight take literally all night? No. Oh, because you're... It's no, sunrise. No, no, but that, that's... They're showing the... the then, then, you know, telecommunications takes the next 12 hours to like wake up all the paladins he was he was and, on hold he was on hold for 12 yeah hours. no no once he tells them get everybody i need everybody now they're gonna spend the next like they're gonna spend the whole night like summoning all the paladins and coordinating all of them getting getting on this so that that makes sense that that would take all night but he makes the call like saying he got out of the room yeah, he makes the call at like nine or ten p.m. and then the, they. We can see sunrise in the morning. Oh, the, when he's calling. Yeah. Oh. The, the sky is light. That is weird. It's a bit weird because the, wow. the back in his dad watching TV, the New York Minute. Yeah. Timestamp. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. That is weird. There's a weird. So maybe. A, uh, oh no. Saying, it's, he, saying well, it's nine p.m. makes sense. It's, it's weird that. But then he does. He then rifles through all of his stuff. But he does that after he makes the call. So it's I, weird. I think he hmm. continued to snoop around. Yeah. For seven more hours. And then made the call in the morning once once yeah. HQ was awake. <laughs> HQ does not get there. There's a paladin has limits. The paladin's <laughs> HQ is unstaffed until five in the morning. Yeah, sure. But the moment it turned five, he picked up his phone and called them. And then they were all on high alert. Yeah, yeah. They, they really should hire a night a night crew. Yeah, but I, I like I like that theory the most. All right, and then he says we have his jump sites, and he has some of his jump and sites. He's got quite a few of them. He has and a lot of jump. I sites. I would say this is how they get the jumpers. Right? I don't think I he mean, has all the jump sites. No, but the process of if you want to capture a jumper. Getting their jump sites is like a huge deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. Should we talk about the um the next scene? Yeah, the next scene is Water Tower. Water Tower scene. We have a, and we've got we a little a bit minute, until we yeah. get there, yeah. Um Water Tower scene, so we've got he's, This is now this is now mid morning. Mid morning. He's jumping up to the water tower. 
He's jumping down to the street. It's a cool shot because it is it's a it's clearly a composite shot mm. of Hayden with a like close up with a nice kind of Michigan sure. scene behind him. Yeah, good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. Uh, and he's like just chilling because yeah. he, he he realizes I am I am uh, safe here mm. because like. I don't know. Like I, I would have thought personally. Personally, I think he goes by David Rice. People know him as David Rice. I'd say it would not be hard for them to find out. Oh, where's his hometown? Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like it seems like his hometown would not be the most. If he had one secret jump site that he no sure. one could trace him to, this seems like one of the. Easiest but I think ones. he's got some time before they figure that out. So that's why he's you know he's getting. I mean, again, this is just the paladins most do need to move around. It cool, takes it takes a slow amount of time. Very cool dragonfly statue. It's a it cool just, yeah, sculpture. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, but he's he's chilling out. I like the fact he's chilling. I do. not functionally. I like, I like that a lot. Then he goes down to the ground. Yep. Outside of his house, his dad leaves for work. Yes. And his dad leaves for work, getting into his truck. He has a Ann Arbor newspaper. Yep, under his arm. And he's got a coffee cup. Yes, he does. And you know what the coffee cup says on it? I made my best estimate of what it says. I did too. You want to say it together? Yes. Three, two, one. On On track in the black. black. Oh, on I, track in the black. I had it on black in in the black. I think I, it's on track in the black. That actually makes more sense. Yeah, which actually I should look that up and see if that phrase has ever been used. On track in the. I mean, that must be like a known. It's an Ann Arbor count. thing. On it's, track in the black and moving a, forward. Snohomish County. Oh, that's that's this. It's the slogan for Snohomish County, uh, Washington. Oh, yeah. Um. I'm going crazy here. Today, Snohomish County is on track in the black and moving forward. I think it's just like a general, like a phrase people use, but yeah, we look where others don't to get you on track in the black. Yes, CFO. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's basically like a term people use for, you know, being in good, in um, budget on track in the black. You know, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of references like that. I'm not seeing that many results, though. I mean, there's one page. How often? One page of results on Google here. It apparently has been used on Twitter once ever. <laughs> yeah. So um, weird that they found a coffee cup with that on it or, you know. That, that is a question of did they did they work hard to produce this mug or is this something they found at a thrift store? It's it's it, This is one of the details that really don't matter. Right, right. Um, his dad... Uh, uh. <laughs> He's wearing a corduroy jacket, very blue collar corduroy vibes. All right, here we go. On the street in Ann Arbor. Looking cool. Always. Dad going to work on track in the black. Looking at the ground. Dad sees something, but he's gone. And now we're back in his apartment. Let's keep it going to the end. Yeah. Good music. Great music. So good. Who is this? And that is a photo of Millie. And then we cut to Millie's yard. And David's walking across it. So, okay. So last points here to make. Yeah is it's cool that his dad's taking his coffee mug into the truck. Like, usually you've got, like, a thermos or something, but I think it's really cool to just take your coffee mug 
It's like your open top coffee mug into your truck. My dad would drive around uh, all day with a coffee, like a large coffee mug in his car. He Mm. built it on like a tray for it. Wow. But it was not like a small, like a small mug would flip over. The fact it's bigger, he wouldn't fill up to the brim. Yeah. But also he didn't have a lid. That would get cold pretty quickly though, I bet. It's fine. It's it's whatever. Um, You're not the police. So then, uh, okay, so then we get this uh, shot of David on the water tower and whatnot, all that stuff. And then we get back to his apartment. And Roland has found a photo of Millie. It's and, a great photo. And it's like Millie winning an athletic competition or something. It's like... I thought... I mean, looking at it, I think it's Millie making fun of athletics. Oh. It's... Like, huh. it, it's, it's oh, I will say offhand. A very Tim and Eric vibe. Yeah. It, it's weirdly, weirdly photoshopped. Yeah. It's a weird composite shot. Uh, we learned their school is called Eerie High, something like Geary well, High. Well, so wait, is it... Um, is so the Millie in the photo is that young Millie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not it Rachel is? Bilson. That's I feel like it's not what she looked like. Is um, I, do you think they hired a third actress? <laughs> yeah, to be photo Millie. I, I mean, it's been a while since we saw her, so maybe I'm just forgetting what she looked like. But like that did not I look like young Millie to me. No, it okay. looked exactly right. like okay. to me. Right. Anyway, I like in the street. Okay. Do you hear the street behind? Uh, there was someone saying like Danby, Danby, come to come to the car. Danby Swanson, something like that. I hear the a name young Danby Swanson. Yeah. So is he? There's a weird kind of thread here of his father saying, "Hey, my 24 year old son, uh, who I haven't talked to, uh, you can come home, you know, and just hang out, you know, yeah. in your mid 20s, sure the house." And then he just kind of hangs out with his dad outside. Like, is he feeling like he was unfair to his dad? Yeah, I think he's feeling like, oh, maybe I should, I should actually connect with him again. But then he's kind of like, man, no, I can't, I shouldn't, yeah. I won't. Yeah. Yep, it's it's like I feel like the movie. It's weird. He's, he's very easy to cut him off in the heat of it, but now he's having second thoughts eight years yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. I guess just being home, it, it does. Although we do think he was home a lot in the past. Yeah. Uh, seesaw, nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, okay, I, I, I did pull up the photo. I mean, you can look at it. Uh, you can look at it one more time. Oh, I know the photo. Well, here it is in front of it. It says athletic excellence through the years. It is the annual athletic it, year. I D- think describe describe Millie's pose. She's got double thumbs up she's and got like her thumbs up. head tilted with her mouth wide open and a big old smile. Like it does like, look sarcastic, but I don't think it's sarcastic about athletics. I think it's just generally like I'm posing for a photo. You know, possible. I think it just happens to be in the gym. Like I don't think that's actually cr- critical to the photo. So. I thought it was folded in half in the middle. Not not good. Not good. He hasn't been taking care of it. Incredible. Okay. Anything else? And if not, we got a lot of business to take care of here. Uh, yeah. So I have uh, I have one more thing about the um. I have one more thing about the Heidi room. Okay. This thing I promised last time, which is there was uh there was stuff about the uh the Heidi room in the book. Sure. Uh, shortly after I moved in, I did some minor repairs, added iron brackets on both sides of the doors to hold two-by-four drop bars, and walled up a walk-in closet off the hall. When I was done, it was just another blank wall, a room without an entrance. Except to me, that is. And except for the odd pounding, which I was careful to do during the day when my downstairs neighbor were at work, nobody was the wiser since I jumped the materials directly into the apartment from a lumberyard in Yonkers. Wow. Nobody saw me carry the length of two-by-fours or sheetrock into the apartment. 
it. Wow. So this this definitely goes against my theory that he paid someone to construct this for him. Covering the wall so cleanly really did something for me. It wasn't something I bought with money. It wasn't something someone else did for me. It left me feeling good about myself. <laughs> I resolved to do more work with my hands in the future. Oh, no. So that's... Uh, wow. That's All right. A very, very different David. Uh, very Rice different Jumper. David. The David in, in the film definitely paid someone to build that room oh, for yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not good at anything. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, so let's go. So uh, let's see. We got a lot of business to take care of here. Jump jump totals. We want a little... Um, yes. Let's jump list. Jump we're... list. Here we go. This is jump list. Let's see how this works at the end. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me so much of that uh the whole uh the the original music video that was turned into uh So um yeah the, this is Trampet 10 best full rebound workout fitness on home trampoline. A great song. Okay, yep. jump count, jump count, jump count. Yep. Okay, one. You have your list in front of you. I I do have my list in front of me. Yeah, jump number one. Entry, the entryway to the living room slash kitchen island. It's yes. the awkward okay. I, I door to kitchen island. Yes. Jump. Yep. Uh, I'm also, I, I wrote down the failed jumps, but I'm not counting them. I wrote I wouldn't them down. count those, yeah. Well, I'm just saying flub, kitchen floor. He he jumps but stays in place. Well, but then he jumps to the air. Next real jump, yep. kitchen floor to the seven feet up in the ceiling. Yep. Jump two. Jump floor three. Floor to the balcony. Floor to the photo deck. Yes. Yep. There is a failed jump. His, to face, jump to Paris. his face flashes. The bridge photo. He yep. almost gets there. Uh, then he also flashes again when his gut is shocked. Yep. But he doesn't actually no go jump. Anywhere. Four real jump. Couch from the couch away from Roland's pile driver to like the globe basically yep, to the globe. Yeah, the failed jump. He goes thrown to the motorcycle. Not a yep. real jump. Not a real jump. Then the uh, from the floor to the safe room. That's a real jump. That's a real jump. Floor to the safe room. Safe room to the childhood bedroom. I'd say, yeah, safe room to Ann Arbor, six. We're, we're agreed. Childhood bedroom to somewhere. We don't know, but probably exactly. the water tower. Yes, I'd say he jumped away from the bedroom. Next, we see the water tower. And I'd say we can assume he jumped the water tower. That yep. is the least amount of jumps. Yep. Okay. Well, then water tower to the street. Water tower to the driveway, eight. And this is my jump of the app. Because when he goes water tower to the street, there's these cool leaves that kind of like swarm around oh, him. Oh, interesting. It's a beautiful jump. I mean, it's just such a lovely jump. So eight, it's, he goes from the water tower yep. to the ground. And is that your last jump? No, there's one more, which is an implied one, which is implied that he jumps from the street to elsewhere. To Absolutely. Like Billy's I, I, yeah. I think that, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, he get, he gets the noise. The, the, the reason you know it happened is because his dad looks up at yeah. where he was. And you hear something. And if he was still there, he would have looked at him, and he would have said, "Hey," yeah. and he would have said, "You don't yeah. look like my son. Yeah, you look like a completely different person." Yes, yes. And we also hear a sound effect, so it's yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's an implied jump. It happens off screen, but it's probably pretty. It's probably pretty locked down. So pretty locked down. Yeah. So I say nine total, eight confirmed. Uh, I would say. I mean, I'd say it's nine confirmed, eight. You know, eight. Okay. Uh, one implied, but I would say my count is nine. Okay, nine. Sure. Okay. Nine, nine, nine. All right. Uh, then jump of the eps. I already gave mine. Water tower to the street. I just think it's a great jump. It's just lovely. Water tower down to the street, and there's just this leaf leaf uh, uh, swarm around him. It's just beautiful fall. It fall seems kind ambiance. of against the spirit of this fight up to have you know a non. This is what I like though. It's the, it's yeah. the it's the only peaceful jump. Okay, of the, I, uh... I go for it. I go for it. I go for it. Great. Okay. Okay. And then um, uh, jump ha. 
jump pas? Yeah, jump pas is the. Uh, <laughs> Remind like, me of this the, again. It's like a faux pas, but it's jump pas. So the jump that shouldn't have been a jump. Yeah, it's a bad. It's a, uh, the worst jump. Uh, can but it be one of the failed ones? No. Or, okay, then the one jump. from the entry to the kitchen island is definitely the jump pas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good. That's yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it looks good. Looks good. Looks and good. then one more jump. What would have been a good jump to have oh, here? This quick. Yeah. I mean, okay. Where is a place in the episode he's having a bad time? Well, when he's getting pinned down by Roland, but. Uh, that was kind. What of about bad. when he's in the childhood bedroom? What if he jumped behind his father and was like, "Boop," and then and then jumped? Away? I think it'd be cool if he uh, jumped and then moved the key. Oh <gasps> yeah, yeah! Jumped into the bathroom, moved the key around, and then his dad goes running around the house looking for the key. Actually, what I'd like even more, I think he should mess with his dad by bringing in more airwaves. Yeah, I was gonna say TV. maybe he then goes like to like other cities and just yeah. starts making the TV be like flipped between a bunch of different cities news broadcasts during the end of the football game yes that, yeah that, yeah that'd be great all right that's okay. our one more jump one more Perfect. jump okay um, drink of drink the of the app. app this is big so we we spotted we we've, we've got more insight into his home bar situation than we've ever had previously there is we get closer a, shots we get of close shots bar. and we see there's Definitely a big old thing of roses lime uh, suspended in the in the in the. I sent you a shot of his of his bar close up, and, and he's got this this like you know wheel of of upturned bottles that are ready to like dispense. Yeah, I believe it's six. I believe it's three. Like it's three and three. Yes, I don't know if it's symmetric, and, like a circle. And so it's it's this wheel plus. We believe it's roses lime on the other side. Yep, and then it's and then there's a bottle of vodka. So it seems like this is basically a wheel of mixtures this, and vodka. That appears to be a, an opaque white beverage. Uh, no, I think that's like. Um, uh, that appears to be like milk. No, no, like I milk think, consistency. I, I, think, I think that's like a like a coconut syrup or something. Okay, but it's an opaque yeah. white. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a mixer. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a base. You know, alcohol or anything. But uh, um, yeah, Rose's line would definitely be. Yeah, uh, and then I don't think that's what that is. Though. That's I don't know. What that, else, I mean, that's something else. But anyway. it's, it's hard to see from this angle. And then he's got a bottle of vodka sitting next to it. And I yeah. brought, you know, just just for comparison here, I brought the two bottles it could possibly be, and I'm pretty sure it's one of them. But I have the two bottles here that we're looking at, and um, it is a is a, am, is a smoky. I am certain that it's Belvedere. Yeah, I was looking at Belvedere. I was looking at Belvedere. I was looking at Belvedere earlier, and I was seeing a different bottle that had like a ship in the middle. This is this is it. This yeah. is it. This is it. This is it. And not Grey Goose, as you mistakenly. Well, that's why I thought not knowing what yeah. Belvedere looked like. Well, he also has know. a cool. He has that classic '90s cup. You know, the cup that everyone loves now. Yeah. With the squiggly blue and purple. Oh yeah, yeah, paper that. cup. So he's like very nice cocktail glass, or just relatively yeah. nice. But he also he apparently go, his go to is the paper, the paper cup. Uh, is there any, is there any question what the drink of the up is? Drink of the up is Belvedere vodka. Okay, that sounds good to me. Belvedere vodka. Uh, drink of the up. All right, uh, and then um, we have um, jump hair in the air. Jump hair in the air. Jump hair. We're gonna rate the movie as a whole as a whole. We're the movie up to this point. We're going to rate these five minutes, and we're going to give you scores for those things. Uh, it has to be a one to five scale, no half stars, no take backs, uh, and the mean, medium, and mode, mean, median, mode all have to be 2.5. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three. So, no, so, sorry. So, so, Movie as a whole as a whole. Ready? Movie as a whole Three, as a whole. Three, two, two one, one. Four three stars. stars. I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's getting... Movie up to I this point. I remember a lot later. Movie yeah. up to this point. Ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one, four, four and, and a half stars. Four and a half. Well, I go yeah. four. 
these five minutes. Ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Four Three and star. a half stars. Love fights. Four. Yeah. It delivers some stuff. Yeah, it does deliver some stuff. Uh, I think the fight's a little, um, a little much. Um, the, the, the logic of the fight is a bit confusing. It's it's completely baffling if you're not watching it slowly. Right. And if you are watching it uh, broken down, I think it makes less sense. Right. Because no one's really. I mean, what David's doing is fine, I suppose. Yeah. What Roland? Roland's not making good decisions. Right. I expected more out of him. All right, that has been Jump Hair in the Air. <laughs> just watching these people, like, just freaking out on trampolines in this in this video. It's really good. Uh, if you want people just, like... That's a trampet. Yep. All right, here we go. And it is time now for the contact information. If you want to contact us, yeah. here uh, is how you do that. Website. Website. Just the ladder. We'll see how it works. Website. Update. <laughs> earfulof.com electronic mail email, staff email is staff of. at earfulof.com jumper.com jumper. electronic mail <laughs> update holding steady no, social no. media social media update more on threads more on threads I posted in the next alright that has been an earful of jumper. Um, we are closing out this episode as we always do uh, with you know, our with our famous catchphrase, which we are going to say together. What what are we? I just want to watch a more jumper. I'm no, not. Done, I'm not done jumping. You're not done jumping. You better be done jumping because we are. We're we're closing out the show. I want to see how this ends. I want to watch the rest of this movie right now. We're not going to do that. We're going to come back next time and do that. And in the meantime, we're going to say. What are you going to say? Jump, jump it up, baby. Okay, okay. We didn't say it together. I. Well. <laughs> I'm dancing with my jumpers. When the skies are blue Dancing with my jumpers And making believe it's you Somewhere in the corner And nothing else to do Dancing with my jumpers And making believe it's you Yeah.